Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rotating Tap Craft Beer and Comedy Podcast. We're thankful that you're listening. Happy to have you on the ride with us. We are trying to get the word out about uh, some of these amazing beers that we're getting to try on a regular basis. Some of the cool-ass breweries that we get to go hang out with, and honestly, just some of the rad people within this industry. So if you could do us a huge favor, like, rate, subscribe, write us a review on iTunes, uh, and make sure you're telling all your friends about this podcast, especially the beer drinkers. If they've got a favorite brewery, chances are we've interviewed them, and they're going to learn some new things about their favorite spot. So thank you guys so much for listening. Anything really helps us out a lot. Enjoy this show. This episode of the Rotating Tap Podcast is brought to you by Hopsonomy. It's an online learning platform catered to businesses to help improve your craft beer sales. So essentially, you can log online, go to hopsonomy.com. You pay for a monthly subscription. They have new courses coming out all the time. But you can take courses and assign courses to your people for beer styles, for brewing process, for flavor profiles, and even salesmanship. The idea here is that your people need to learn more about all the different things and all the beers that you're putting on tap. You spend a lot of time figuring out what your draft menu is going to look like. You have a pretty savvy customer base where sometimes they're idiots and they actually like to think that they know what they're talking about. But the important thing here is you need an effective way to teach your people about craft beer. Sometimes you don't always have the time or the effective means to do that. So for a low monthly fee, you can get all your people enrolled. You can log on to a portal that exists online, track their progress, assign courses. It's pretty neat and a really effective way to teach people about beer, brewing science, and then actually how to sell the stuff. So go to hopsonomy.com, get your whole team signed up, take a free trial run. You can sign up for a five-day free trial and run through the course catalog to figure out if it's right for you and start pairing beer with people. I think my problem is that I'm just a little bit of a slut when it comes to beer. (laughs) Welcome everybody to the Rotating Tap Podcast. We've got Steve Vanderpool, Corey David, and special guests. Maybe beer people talking comedy or comedians talking beer. Listen up everybody and we'll see what you will hear. I won't waste any more time because it's going very fast. It's the Rotating Tap Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotating Tap Podcast. Hi. I'm Corey David. I'm Steve Vanderplug. And man, it's already been kind of a day. We're trying to get some stuff set up for our live shows. Uh, we got we got a few things coming out in February at Oscar Blues in Boulder and Flight Co. in Berkeley. So if you've been to our Flight Co. show before, we're going to get that going again. Get back, baby! Yeah, we have, a, with the, we have a plexiglass kind of wall that we have to have there. So All it's right. got this like, kind of fish globe kind of effect to it. Nice. Which yeah. is pretty sick. So we got some stuff in the works, but we were working on that earlier. But now... We're off of work. We're yeah. drinking. <laughs> we're on break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we came on... We're on Broadway, right? Uh, North Broadway, we technically. Yes. I like this neighborhood a lot. There's a lot of breweries down here. There are, yeah. It's nice. Um, you know, people can do a pretty easy kind of brewery crawl down Broadway. Yeah. I would say, uh, I would. I mean, I know that uh, Lowdown's pretty close, but if I was doing a brewery call, a crawl, I would start here at Banded Oak Brewing at 
Fifth and Broadway. See plugs. Great. Yeah, we're yes. plugging the guests that we have. <laughs> great plugs. Yeah, we're excited to be here at Banded Oak. We've already got a couple beers going. Everything tastes great. But could you guys just do us a favor and introduce yourselves and tell us what you do here? And sure. If you don't know, then that's fine too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some days I don't. But today, uh, yeah, my name is Chris Kirk. I'm uh, the brewer here at Banded Oak. Uh, that's what I do. I, I make the beer. I jockey the barrels. I yeah. It seems like you're kind of a jack of all trades, though. Like you were out delivering kegs recently. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was recently, like ten minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we pulled them off the truck. You're like, hey, you need to do. You need to be entertainer now. (laughs) Yeah, yep. I definitely uh, try and get into all aspects of the brewery. Uh, Yeah, they even let me work the front sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's scary. Uh, But um, yeah. That's my gig. Cool. Yeah. Uh, my name is uh, Will Curtin. Um, I guess the uh, owner, uh, front of the house manager, I guess. Um, so Chris does all the back of the house stuff. I do all the front of the house stuff. It's just kind of an easy, uh, good partnership that we've uh, got going on for, yeah, when you guys asked, it's been um, five years we've been up uh, in this neighborhood, and it's uh, changed a lot. So it's been really, really great. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, there are a bunch of other breweries in the area. We've had Bear on the podcast before. Yes. Uh, friends of the Pod. And of course, can't forget True. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I heard yep. those guys are weirdos. Some guy, the one guy's like really into like heavy electronic music now. He's not even in, he's not even at like. The he pulled a much. Skrillex. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Huh. Decided to like pull a ripcord and just get heavy into electronic music. I could be completely wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, DJ Tiesto or something like that. But I don't think he had a brewery. <laughs> if he did, that would be hype as fuck. That's what the T and True stands for. Is yes. Tiesto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you guys have you done any collabs with anybody on the block or anything? Or so yeah. I mean, kind of by uh, lowdown. If we were to start a little bit further north um uh counterculture is one of our favorites oh, okay um so we just have a a collab that chris and uh, the brew over there did um yep. was they're, it nate yep nate yep. yeah yep nate Watkins and uh they're kind of the new boys on the block too um yeah newest around town okay for uh, sure they've been around about a year um but yeah nate's been around for a long time and i've been around kind of similar brewing styles and and ideas so we just kind of just kind of and, makes sense. And yeah we have a, a bartender that works at both places okay he kind of brokered it and so it's kind of like a, a sister's brewery if you will yeah, <laughs> kind of there's a lot of different things uh they first kind of came over because our uh, brew system the actual manufacturer of the system is the same as that they were looking for and the same size so it's uh, oh, okay. made by specific and they kind of came by to ask chris questions about like how do you like it how you know easily usable it is and and then we share uh, a bartender, and when one day we were walking over, and um, Pedro and Jaime, um, some kind of street art guys, did our mural, and on the back of their building uh, is a Pedro and Jaime mural too. So oh, there's all wow. these like You're hilarious like, little like yes, we are very different, but a lot is the same. Do yes. they like look just like you guys too? Right. It's they just might. like a yeah. parallel universe. Yeah. <laughs> they probably have beards. They're probably yeah. no. They're um, doing a different comedy and beer podcast right, right now. <laughs> How do you guys feel? I had I had a conversation with somebody recently about collabs. That my because my takeaway from them sometimes I've had so many that I feel as if they you, they're not the best representation of either brewery and sometimes more often than not I feel like you get a, not as great of a beer than you would have gotten from each individual brewery on their own. Like, is it more about you guys just kind of having fun together and learning something from each other, or is it really more is it about the consumer? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they're definitely a fine line. I think the one, and I'm not trying to kind of call anyone out, and this was for Collab Fest a couple of years ago, and I think it was a, a whole conglomerate of, of, not conglomerate, but multiple different breweries. Name one of them. Um, I honestly <laughs> can't remember. That. But I think they were, they were making a beer for Collab Fest, and something went wrong. Do you remember this? Uh, something was either sour or it didn't taste right, have off flavors. Yeah. And they decided to release it anyway because it was the festival. It's an Ode Brune now. And you're just like, right. <laughs> like uh, for whatever, the feel of it was like, uh, we know. Yeah. yeah. You guys fucked this up. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else kind of doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. We talk a lot about how there's parallels between comedy and beer, and there's definitely like times where I see co- comedians collaborate, and it's like, you should not have released this at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, I yeah. think they have to this play off each other. Anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. They definitely have to play off each you other. You always learn something, well. though, right? Yeah. Um, but what do you think? You think collabs are good or just for. Is it mostly for you guys to like smoke a J together and just like have a couple beers? I mean, that's fine. Yeah, too, you know what I no, mean. No, I mean, like... <laughs> I think it definitely depends on on the collaboration. A lot of it is just like having fun, the camaraderie of it. You know, getting together and just having like you know, the friendly craft, you know, kind of culture of it. Yeah, it's like a hang. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a hang, and hopefully you're making something good. <laughs> and usually somebody's doing a lot more of the work, and everybody else is, <laughs> is drinking, and, yeah, and you're running, and you get the J you don't while sound, you're running by. But you yeah. don't sound bitter. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been definitely on the other side plenty of times. Uh, but yeah, uh, but a lot of them, you know, they actually do have some sort of a purpose behind them. To either advance some sort of idea or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, it seems like a great way to learn new techniques, or if somebody does some one style or uh, maybe a way to ferment like very well. Yeah. Then you can learn something from that because it's something you want to kind of expand upon yourselves, right? Totally. So, and then the yeah. excuse is like, well, why don't we just make a beer together and then we can release it, sell it, and then that's at least a marketing thing as well. Yeah, for, well, sure. for sure. I assume too during the hang you're probably like sharing your other beers too, right? Like, oh, of you course. Bring in that's one of the biggest parts of it. Yeah. yeah you. Yeah, yeah. You've already got brews. <laughs> Because yeah, it's a Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good yeah. time. Yeah. Well, when we, so when I worked at Sierra, they did, um, this episode is also brought to you by Epic Brewing Company with locations in Salt Lake City and Denver. And they're actually doing a really cool thing this month uh, called Firkin February. I love me some real ale, but they're basically tapping a new Firkin every Friday. Uh, so you can go down to the brewery in Denver and try something unique that they're putting out like they just released some uh they had a strawberry milkshake ipa for one then the other one was yeah kind of crazy a escape to colorado ipa with sour patch kids so if you're looking for something interesting fun to do go down to the brewery in denver check out one of their firkin fridays and grab some beer to go while you're at it they have a little bit of something for everybody like ipa sours imperial stouts even hard coconut water and a delicious hard seltzer called paca stop by epic brewing company in salt lake city and Denver, get yourself some beer to go, and maybe have a firkin pint while you're sitting there. Like, do you remember the beer camp across America thing? Oh yeah, yeah. The oh, yeah. first year, it was awesome because it was like one v one collabs, and I felt like you could really taste both of the breweries like in each beer. Okay. And then the marketing department got a hold of it, and they're like, well, "How do we blow this up?" And then they had eight breweries involved with each beer that was in the mix pack from region, different regions of the country or whatever, because they're like, "Well, how do we get the most hype out of this as right. possible?" Sure. So the marketing department, market. The moral of the story here is that marketing departments ruin 
they really can't. Yeah, that, and that's too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you really can't add that much uniqueness from like, that. I mean, you know, there's four ingredients in beer. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's, there's, Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, well, let's put this and this and this and this and this and this yeah. in. And then it's like mud. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We yeah. wanted to use four different kinds of, of Pilsner malt here because Dairy wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we've had, uh, you know, homebrewers kind of come in and bring us beers. and like, yeah, you know, can you taste this beer and kind of give us notes oh, on it? God. And we're just like, and it's hit or miss. Sometimes yeah, it's... It's an open micer asking to... Yeah, this is exactly like an open mic <laughs> running up to you and being like, hey, can you what take you think it? Of this can I run this joke by you? And I say no, and they do it anyway. Right. Totally. <laughs> I mean, have you had times yeah. where you're like, yeah, I don't know if I have time right now. They're like, no, 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 taste it. I brought right. it in this milk jug. Well, it's honestly, it's been fine-ish. The only, but it just you reminds me of it's like it was a good joke. <laughs> all the different brewers and all the like different ingredients. Like there was one guy that I kind of tasted it and I like looked at him. I was like, how many hops did you use in this? And he was like, oh, I used like seven. And I was like, maybe use less. Yeah. You'd think you'd figure out how to do one first pretty yeah. well before yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah just seven. simple can be. Well, similarly to, I think, probably part of that has to do with the fact that homebrewers see, especially new ones, they just see all their favorite breweries using a ton of different hops and uh, huge concentrations and just shitloads of it, right? So they think that's what they're supposed to do. Right. Similarly, in comedy, newer comics tend to, they go after... I'm going to talk about cancer. Right. <laughs> like, they go oh, after no. like <laughs> yeah. the heaviest topics first yeah. because they see the people that do it really well do it. Okay. So they just assume that they yeah. have to do that as well. Yeah. All right. So we go to somebody at an open mic for the first time, and their set list is about abortion, abortion gay marriage, transgender, transgender, and uh, blue uh, lives matter. Hot topics, or yeah. Black yeah. Lives matter. yeah. And they ran the light by five minutes. Yeah. And running the lights like you were done. A and then they ago. come up to you <laughs> and they're like, "What did you think? How was it?" Yeah, to be yeah. honest, I was busy not paying attention to yeah. what you were doing. So I totally stand with that. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Was uh, I think it was at Streets of London like a couple years ago, and they were doing like amateur night. Uh, and it great was, like, open oh, mic. Yeah, yeah. Matt Cobos yeah. runs that open yeah. mic. Friend of the pod. Usually yes. runs out. Run, usually shows up late. But we oh love hell him. yeah, dude! <laughs> former, <laughs> but not former, fellow, current, and fellow chuckle pucker Matt Cobos. We hope he quits, but yeah. <laughs> quits, quits what the hockey team or comedy? Both. <laughs> no, <laughs> I need him for one of those. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, dude, that Streets of London mic was always, it started late to begin, it was a late night mic oh, yeah. anyway, and then he would show up like an hour late, like, yeah, dude, I just was at the club, had a couple beers, I'll be there in a couple <laughs> minutes. But, so you went. Yeah, you, I went, and it was random, um, it was some, like, Red Rock show that uh, Illegal Pete's was doing, like, a there and back, so I went to Illegal Pete's and just kind of walked to Streets just to grab a beer, to yeah. wait for an Uber or something, and um, I think there were, like, two-minute sets, Yeah, or, like, very, very short, sure, yeah. like, Literally, the first couple people were like, this is the first time I've ever spoken to a mic before. And it was like, all right, let's see what this is. Yeah. And you just wasted 20 seconds of your two minutes. Right. Let's get that. But there was one guy who just, like, was nervous and rushed a couple jokes. And I just remember, like, the last thing he said was like, man, two minutes is kind of a long time. And it was like, all right, everybody. <laughs> like, like, and that, like, kind of got my attention. Like, oh, man, he just got pulled off stage. Uh, like, you guys be like, five barrels is actually a lot of beer. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a ton. <laughs> It's a lot when you're pouring it down the drain. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that didn't turn out like I wanted it to. Yeah, yeah. it's like for early. So I guess early, 
early on for you guys, did your parents ever discourage you from being in the beer industry or like being brewers? Because we get, like my mom and dad like have actually been really supportive of comedy, but they weren't as supportive of me being in the beer industry. So I think there's some, there are some parallels there where they're like, you want to do what for a living? Like you, for yeah. money? Like you want to do that? Like for, you think people are going to pay you for that? Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know if there was ever discouragement, but there was definitely, like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Some yeah. glances? That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's a nice, like, you know, jumping, you know, uh, jumping stone to, to get to something else. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, but think about it. what are you going to do for, like, an actual job? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, I totally got, uh, not discouaged, it was just, I used to be in insurance, uh, which was a horrible job. Yeah, uh, it was great, it, it paid well, it was fine, um, but it the one thing that I had to like break down was like, I had to wear a suit every day, and if I'm not buying suits, I'm not doing dry cleaning, I'm not really paying for booze, like, not that it like is exactly even, but like, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just the idea of, yeah, you, you like, look much more comfortable in this than a suit and tie. Yes, this seems yeah. like your natural essence. Yeah, I'd still like I think about <laughs> the fact that I wore a suit every day for five years. Uh, and it's like, gross. How is that possible? Yeah. The fact that you had to put a, like a noose around your neck every morning yeah. to like it was to, to go to work. Yeah. Yikes! It was yeah. rugged. Was fucking terrible. That's what doing you that. Really what to, if like, I brewed in a suit every day? Oh, that would be tight, actually. <laughs> like, nobody does that, yeah. right? You can't wear the boots either. You gotta wear like nice low Oh, for loafers. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have to be like waterproof and chemical like, proof. Chemical stains yeah, all over. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's only for like a special release beer, though. So like when a comic puts out a comedy special, they'll go in a suit sometimes when they do late night. So it's sure. gotta be just for like a special occasion. Okay. Yeah, classy beers only. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Classy collaborations, Saiz- maybe. Saisons yeah, exclusively. Mm-hmm. Saiz- yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the only way that you can go about doing that. Yeah, so, you, so you worked in insurance, and then what kind of made you like get in? What made you do this? Was it just you just loved beer? I did I mean, absolutely. I mean, I I lived uh, four blocks away from Great Divide a uh, long, long time ago, and that was just where I went to kind of you know drink the pain away, I guess. Yeah, that was <laughs> and um, and so it was during the you know '08 kind of market crash um, where I worked for AIG, and we got bailed out, and so everything kind of became unfun because. No parties. Literally, one Christmas. <laughs> hey, guys, bad yeah. news. Yeah. Uh, you all get to keep your jobs, and we're not going to go bankrupt. But yeah, no, no more sheet cakes. Like, <laughs> one Christmas was in Golden, like, you know, at a hotel, stay the night, plus one, like, dinner, everything. Obviously, a calendar year, the next Christmas party, was a potluck in our conference room. Like, that was how Ouch. much it yeah. shifted. And so, still, it, did you still as much cocaine or less? Yeah, uh, less, a little, little bit, like a little bit less. I would yeah, yeah, yeah. put some yeah. meat in my food. <laughs> I brought Everybody brownies. Gets one, everybody only gets one key bump at the Christmas party this year. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's yeah. weird how um, there were a lot of people in insurance that drank. I I drank way more when I was in insurance than I sure. am in beer. Oh, sure. like way more. Yeah, just like Mad um, Men style. You oh do it yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was insane. Chris, were you working? Uh, did you work at another brewery or anything before here? Yeah, I've worked uh, at uh, like five or six other breweries. Yeah, I don't know. Really, then he tested Bernie on the beer scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we started together at the uh, at the Great Divide. Oh, okay, so you both so you worked. That's at how Great we. Divide. Yeah, that's I how we met. You, I thought you were just saying that you went and, like were a regular. Oh no, I got, essentially bitched my way into getting a job there. Yeah, nice. and then Turns randomly, out if you're, oh, yeah, regular enough. That's how I got my first bartending job. Yes, yeah, exactly. My local bar that I went to. 
and yeah. then ended up uh, running that tap room for about four years, and then um, that's where I met Chris. Yeah, yes. so I was brewing over there for, I, I worked over there for about six years, and then um, from there I worked at a little place in Winter Park. Uh, just uh, which one? It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it was yeah. called Moffitt Station. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They brought me on uh, to try and salvage uh, what they had done to their reputation, and um, and so I worked there for a little while and tried to bring them back online. And uh, then I worked um, abroad for a while. I worked in Sweden for a little while. Oh, get the fuck out! Yeah, really? That's cool. Yep. I and mean, any what what spot were you working at there? Uh, I was in a little town called Nishoping. Okay. Uh, it's about an hour and a half south of I Stockholm. know Nishro. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. No one does. No one does. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not a huge place, but uh, nice brewery. One of the biggest craft breweries in all of Sweden Okay. Uh, is in Nishoping, which is where I work, called Niels Oscar. How uh, did you feel about, like, what's the, what are the brewing styles kind of like in Sweden? Because the reason I ask is because when I go to, when I went to Amsterdam, I found it to be like this really unique hybrid of like German and Belgian styles. Yeah. Like it was this kind of, it, it was its own thing clearly, but it had influence from both. Like did Sweden have something similar or was it predominantly one or the other? Kind of. Um, it was definitely more German style. Yeah. Okay. Um, but one of the reasons that, you know, I was invited over there was to kind of bring my American style brewing there and I try and a big gun, yeah. And well, yeah, <laughs> uh, just, yeah kind of, um, you know, teach them like kind of the styles brewing that I knew, and then yeah. I learned on the other side, like the German style brewing and yeah. stuff like That's, that. You flew awesome. in on a bald eagle, and oh, yeah, with a Viking helmet, and uh, <laughs> just a the, bag of hops over your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want some cascade, yeah. motherfuckers? <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing, like using American style, like uh, Northwestern hops varieties and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, um, did you find that it was a pain in the ass to get that shit over there, though? Because, it, I mean, obviously, exporting or importing that stuff had to be nuts. I don't know how the quality of stuff you were getting. You just put there. it yeah. in the hockey players' bags. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Put it in Peter Forsberg's bag and have them smuggle it over That's the actually the... Uh, Pictures of Forsberg everywhere. That's, that's the history. Awesome. Of yeah, in every bar, there's the famous picture of him that, you know, in the Olympic, that last yeah. shot. Yeah. Oh, that's so oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little known story about the history of IPA. It was actually a bag of hops and Peter Forsberg's yeah, yeah, that's, what, that that's what that the was, B stands for. Yeah. <laughs> Hoppa, yeah. more like Papa. Come on. All right. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Ruin Sweden. Yeah. Um, yep. So I, I worked there for about six months and then Will contacted me about getting a job here uh, and starting this place up and so that's one of the main reasons I left. It was like uh, that quick? Oscar. You were like only there for six months and then you came six, back? Six months, yep. Okay, well. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I did some small stints in uh, South America, mostly Brazil. Man, uh, you've really used this as a way to kind of globetrot oh, a bit. Like, you know, you don't get paid for it, so. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you might as well use it as like, hey, I'm really good at this thing. If you want to pay for me to like basically live there. See, you know? in comedy, yeah. comedy yeah. we get paid in beer. So I guess in beer you get paid in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Life and comedy. All yeah. the experience. Yeah. So. Um, Do you guys still that? talk to people from Great Divide? Yes. There's nobody there really Well, because I know they're closing yeah. down the big, the big uh, room that they the big oh yeah they're big new yeah, yeah. the new yeah. barrel room and stuff yeah I mean yeah. I'm sure you guys have some thoughts about like what happened or what's happening right I mean ish it was uh, kind of a mass exodus uh, that when I left um, yeah I bet if I I could probably write down 
40 names wow. of people that left kind of around the same time. Harpoon was kind of the same where I, I worked there for like three and a half years and it, when you first start, you know, you're in you're working in the beer biz and it seems like it's fucking awesome, right? But then totally. you slowly start to, people just start to leave and like at one point when I was three years in, I was one of the, like the longest tenured people on the sales yeah. team, right? So I don't know if it's something about regional sized breweries in particular that they're just they're going through a culture change and sales change you know they're trying to be new things so the culture just changes quite a bit so they just and maybe the pay isn't enough for what amount of work they're putting you through or whatever so yeah I, I, and I'm not saying that for great divide but I'm saying that seems to be from what I know about the, my experience and other people's experience that happens with the regional sized it does uh, it's it's this weird thing where you know I've heard it happen with you know Avery and a lot of other kind of breweries that same size is you come in and you have a honeymoon phase and you really are like a true believer in the product and the, the community and then multiple things happen where you're like, mm, I, yeah. might, I might need to think about something else. Yeah, and, and a lot of it too, has, it, as soon as you start to, the decisions start to get made that don't even really make sense and you're not even allowed to question it, even though that's like an integral part of your job, that becomes difficult as well, right? That, totally. Yeah. Those growing pain phases of being becoming more corporate. And corporate shills. Out. Yeah, it sucks. Coming in trying to sell me insurance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it I goes mean, from like a, like, you know, a lifestyle and living to just like get to your job, do your job, and yeah, yeah. Get out. yeah. I'm sure you notice that tons on like the brewing side. I don't know how much opportunity you guys had to like flex your muscles at all, but with with bigger breweries, there's fewer and farther opportunities to other than stuff that might make an appearance in the tap room. You know, that's, for sure, it's pretty fucking hard to be like, yeah. hey, I have a great idea for something that's cute. Yeah, that's and, that's nice. <laughs> well, the marketing yeah. department decided that we need to make this, <laughs> so we're gonna roll with that. Yeah, no, sure. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Titan, I mean, you know, like, you know, IPA. Six days a week. Yeah. Then maybe something else. Well, with Titan too, like I talked, I I don't know. I've talked to a few people about this, but like with my my thing was like I love Great Divides beers. I think that everything's pretty well done, but they didn't really their opportunity to pivot came when they released like Denver Pale Ale Mm -hmm. at a time when pale ales really weren't taking off like hazy IPAs were taking off and a few other things and it wasn't even a hazy IPA right so you're going down a pale ale route that isn't really blowing up and then your flagship IPA is a total malt bomb like it's just it didn't they didn't seem to do well with keeping up like with the time so to speak and pivoting that way yeah yeah I agree with that yeah. I was a huge fan of Samurai the first run and mm-hmm. they like I loved it and then they were just like you know what no more and they've brought it back since and I'm kind of like well I don't you had me in, and you stabbed me in the back. I'm not trying to get <laughs> literally with a samurai sword. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even tried it since they brought it back. And yeah, sure. I don't know if it's the same original or whatever. But yeah, and yeah. Not, not to put you guys on the spot. We're not trying. Oh to no, 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 absolutely. Like it's, it is that just, kind of fine line. Yeah, of you're not of trying things, to. Yeah. yeah, we're just just things that I've noticed about like you know why they've had to pull back and maybe scale down a little bit and stuff. It's just yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, observations at large like yeah like, i don't even know anybody there anymore um, yeah yeah that yeah so they, they turned around everybody i don't talk I don't, yeah so I don't there's like no it's so that yeah. at that point the attachment is gone right because yep. one of the reasons why beer and comedy are so meaningful in our lives is because of, it's really the people right it's it is. totally you have an attachment with the people that are behind the brands behind the shows behind all the stuff that you're making because you're doing it together and it's the personalities that really make you want to work at a place absolutely yeah i mean the whole idea of you know make good beer people will show up 
it needs to be a fun place to hang out. There needs to be a good bartender, good service. Yeah. You know, good. I mean, if you play horrible music or you're rude or people have, you know, a bad customer interaction, yeah, you can have good beer at a lot of different places. Yeah. But it needs to be a lot of different things to click to yeah. actually be a fun hangout spot. Absolutely. When you're putting together a comedy show, man, if you put together a great lineup and everybody gets along well, everybody's killing it, everybody's very good at their jobs, respectively, at the you brewery. You can feel it, for Man, sure. yeah, the yeah. energy is tell. just, it's wild. Yeah. Totally. It really makes the essence of a place. So and, then, and then you'll have a show where you have all that, but one dude who's just stuck up and miserable, and it, you can feel that vibe shift immediately. Yeah. They're just kind of a diva about, like, well, this wasn't in my... <laughs> I asked for three drink tickets and I only got two, so I'm going to flip my shit. I was on Conan. (laughs) Personally, I think most collaborations are a waste of time and usually inferior beers, but one cool thing about collabs is when a brewery actually works with a noble cause, if you will, to help raise awareness and money for something that's really important. So one brewery that does that very well is New Image Brewing Company. They have two new collabs that they've released recently. One is called Betterer Together, which is a DDH double IPA. That one's brewed in collaboration with the Jefferson Center for Mental Health as a way to help raise money for them and bring some awareness to a very important issue. And then the other one is... um, is in collaboration with this thing called the Dumb Friends League, which is essentially about helping uh, rescue dogs and helping them find homes, raising money for these shelters. Um, that one is also a DDH IPA, surprise. Um, but the idea behind both of these collabs is it raises money for these important causes, and it's really amazing beer to go with it. So both are available in four packs at the brewery, a little bit of distribution, but you can also go on their website and click the ship it button and have some of their beer shipped to you if you can't make it over to Arvada and visit them in their tap room. So buy some new image brewing company and enjoy the rest of the show. (laughs) (laughs) But what do you, I guess, what do you guys do here to make sure that happens to make sure that like the culture is good and like the essence of banded, you know, banded oak is, is, uh, what you know someplace people want to work at or totally i mean a lot of it is just you know um just trying to stay positive and you know especially with kind of covid and being safe and having everything distant and everyone just kind of feeling good we were lucky enough to get uh six parking lot spaces to kind of it's a covid variance so our you know patio goes into our parking lot and so this summer we could have you know live music on saturdays and everyone could be really far away uh, from each other and feel yeah. safe in an open air environment and still listen to live music. Right. Yeah. And so well, the, the biggest compliment we got last summer was like, man, this almost makes like me feel that COVID isn't happening. Yeah. And summer that was, was just like summer oh was God. great. Right. That was amazing. Because everybody had the flexibility to use outdoor space. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like this is kind of normal. There was a period of time, maybe right before we kind of canceled our outdoor shows that we were doing over the summer. Uh, excuse me. And. Uh, well, ski resorts hadn't opened yet, so we didn't have any shows going on, and I wasn't really able to do anything. And I was like, man, this is actually the only sad time I've had during this like, whole <laughs> yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was pretty rough to like not be able to do outdoor stuff anymore. Yep. For sure. Um, and, I mean, we had a show this past weekend. Uh, that was great. And just kind of, we got lucky with the weather. It was super yeah. sunny. Tight. Uh, a bunch of people showed up, so it was kind of like this weird kind of summer vibe Saturday. That, you, uh, do, uh, you do live like music here? We do, yeah. I mean, it's it's very sporadic. Um, it's when the weather... This kind time of, of year it has This to time be of year, like, absolutely. 
Because, um, like, this weekend, it's supposed to be, like, 10 degrees off weekend. Right. Like, it's going to yeah, be, be real bad. And then last um, week was, like, 60, right? Yeah. yeah. It was, and, it, and so it fluctuates between, like, super nice and uh, fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> but can people of, just, like, look at your Instagram or Facebook and find out if you, y'all are totally. doing that shit? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're doing more food trucks. Um, you know, we do essentially food trucks every Saturday. It's when we're busy. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, I mean, we just try to get a good vibe. Uh, yeah. There are a lot of people, you know, uh, bartenders in the past kind of listen to your woes, and now you can kind of feel the people that live alone, where just the, the cadence in their voice, they're just like, hey, man, what's going on? And you're like, ooh, they haven't talked to someone for <laughs> days. <laughs> a couple of days. Something. Uh, anything, tell me. Uh, <laughs> let's have a podcast, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, uh, no, it's just a new new thing we have to, to not deal with, but it's it's providing a service and we're you know as long as people are enjoying the beers and enjoying conversation it's uh, it's been great yeah. yeah were you saying that i was desperate for attention or that will was desperate for attention uh i was clearly pointing my thumb at you what am i desperate for what are you talking about we've had a good thing going we do this every week uh why are you so defensive about it huh i just didn't know if i'm maybe exhibiting a trait that i didn't know that i was so uh. <laughs> that's fair no, you're you're bringing us down too much. So let's get to some jokes. Me? Huh? Yeah, we can get some jokes. <laughs> I'm just fucking. No, that's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so we wanna let's chug some beer. Sure. Do you like, we usually like to get to that pretty early on in the show. Uh, you got your phone? Oh yeah. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Oh, to the time. Yeah, we won't. Yeah. I won't. That's okay. Yeah. It's really it's more about out. like being in the spirit of competition than actually so, competing. I was kind of doing my ish due diligence on like listening to some of your old pie, and for whatever reason, I guess I heard it different. So I thought the whole chugging beer thing was you chug a beer um, to get time off your joke-telling time. And the whole competition was to tell <laughs> the fastest honest. joke possible. And so I was like, Which oh, is, yeah. That's right. a good rule of thumb for most comedians. So yeah, we're yeah. glad that you brought that up. You, <laughs> should make this, yeah. you should make the joke as short as possible. But no, that is not. <laughs> Sorry, so that was totally 100% my bad. So okay. I, uh, I gave Chris bad So for anybody uh, listening to the show and people on the show, we have a chug leaderboard that is timed based on when the beer hits your lips and when you finish it. That's the only timed part of the segment. Ah. But we do make you tell a joke immediately after you're done chugging. Just because we found that it's more funny that way. Gotcha. If, the, if the joke goes on too long, though, we'll let you know for that as well. <laughs> no, I, I, got, I got some snappy ones. I'm, I'm prepared for... Uh, the, Chris, you were sweating this a little bit. You're like, I gotta find a joke. I don't have a joke. You, know? you, got, you got a joke. Come on, man. You're the a personable guy. You gotta yeah, have yeah. like a good stock joke that uh, you can tell people. Yeah, a Stockholm Sweden joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, baby. Damn. <laughs> hmm. <Boom>. <laughs> <laughs> You just took it from me. <laughs> so who is number one? I'm curious. In the time. Number one is uh, Matt, who has been a manager at the Pint Room. Okay. Uh, down Littleton, right? Down Littleton, yes. However, they are closed right now, so... So he's, not so he's much very bored. manager anymore. He's very mm-hmm. bored. I'm sure if we uh, called him for a podcast, he'd be like, podcast? <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. So what's the time, though? Uh... 1.62 seconds. That's with three overall? seconds off. Ah, okay. okay. Oh, no, sorry. It's 0. 0.63 overall. What? Oh, 0.63. Yeah. So, so he did 3.63. Three. Three. He did 3.63 seconds. It's over 8%. So What's the 10th best time, time right now? 10th best time. Actually, let me look on here. It's all right. Because we've got, right now, we've got about, we're close to 100 chugs okay. at this point. Woo. Yeah. So there's a pretty big board. Yeah. I'm not How much has to go in your face? Yeah. None. 
<laughs> we haven't had anybody exercise that loophole yet, but this might be the time. All right. Yeah, yeah. there's dra- yeah, we're in the brew house right now. There's there's drains in here. Yep. <laughs> we should probably put a qualifier that at least a sip of the beer has yes. to go in your mouth. An attempt, all of it. Yeah. an attempt has to be made, you know, <laughs> at least in some regard. Yeah. Do you got the tenth right? I'm trying. My uh, my Wi-Fi's. I just wanted to give these guys be. a goal. Oh yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm not good at chugging. Yeah, but it'll be fine. Yeah. But I'm, I've been, I'm in my work clothes. I've been uh, covered in beer all day. Yeah, you're fine. So oh, not man, too that was about, one of yeah. the worst when I was delivering and you'd have to set like you know uh, hook up the keg for an account or whatever. Oh yeah. And you get blasted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's always dark beer for whatever reason. It was never like light beer. You would just like come out and you're just like. Yeah. yeah. It's covered in stout. We used to work with a guy, we call him Money Shot now. <laughs> Every time. That's a good one. Yeah. That's pretty good. Or it's like a it's like a European coupler on like a US on a oh, US yeah. Yeah, that'll never work. <laughs> never worked. Oh my god. You get pulled over, you're like, were you drinking? You're like, I wish. Yeah. 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 Tell me that, like you smell like a brewery. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the times when you go home and you're like dead sober. Yeah. And it's just like you get pulled over, you know you stink like beer. You're like, I'm gonna get a sobriety <laughs> test. You're like, bring it on. <laughs> you see a cop in the rearview mirror, you're like, do it, motherfucker, I dare you! You ain't catching me for shit. <laughs> just act drunk. Yeah. Uh, 10th overall right now is at 2.49 seconds. That's Evan from Knotted Roots. Yeah, damn. I, don't all, make that I think either. all of these have that eight second caveat on there now. I believe they I'm sorry, do. That eight, yeah, that 8%. 8%. Caveat, yeah. So we wow. are not drinking 8%. That's okay. Uh, we're doing the crybaby cream ale. It's at an even five. Yep. Um, so, no big deal. It's Tight. nice, light, easy drinking. Yeah. Great. We'll talk about it in a sec. Who cool. wants to go first? Go sure. Looks like it's Will. Cheers. Handle it. You can do this. I'm so bad at chugging. I'm right. out of faith in you. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Not bad. Looking pretty good right now. Actually, yeah, this is not uh, oh, it's a respectable oh, chance. He's, he's peeing. He also tried to catch him. He's got to take a good. break. Mm-hmm. A little gutter right. action. Well, now we're getting up there. <laughs> ah, getting up there. I see. I know. He was ripping on the guy from Ten Barrel for having over a two minute chug. <laughs> two minutes. Two minute chug. Yeah. All right. Oh. Wow. That Feel was free to uh, burp into the microphone if you want. Yeah. Right. That was Good. that was a thing that I witnessed. I'll I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah not great. I never claimed to be good at that. Uh, yeah, we know. Uh, <laughs> you prefaced it pretty oh, well. Oh yeah. So one of our um, bartenders left, and one of the things he wanted to do on his last day was um, shotgun a crowler, and that was brutal. That's a big endeavor. That's yeah. It was 32, 32 ounces. ounces yeah. yeah. Pain. That was rugged. <laughs> How did it go? And I believe it was it Imperial was, Stout, right? What? No, we did light. No, we, I think no we light. did Goza. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a nap. I know that yeah, he yeah. did. He chugged the crowler of. Uh, but we of left it. Ago. Yeah, we left it out. Uh, we left it room temp for a day, so it wasn't a, a ton of cold liquid going in your body, which was a smart idea. I didn't even think about that. That was his idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta match it up. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, the the beers that always seem to work the best are actually your lower carb. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be high ABV, but that the lower yeah, carb, yeah. warmer. Yeah. yeah, but people always think because it's a lighter beer, it's like, oh, this will be easier, but it's higher carb, so you get yeah. choked up a little no. easier. Nope. Yeah, when I did, when we were up at Casey and I chugged that sour beer, I was like, this is the easiest thing I've ever fucking chugged. Yeah, because it was just, I mean, all of his beers are literally like jam. Like, it's oh, yeah. literally raspberry yeah. preserves. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Never would have thought to chug that. Yeah. Well, what do you got for a joke? 
Uh, so I guess uh, I was going for speed. So I have an inappropriate dated joke or a blonde joke. We can do both. We can do both? We can do both. Yeah. All right. So inappropriate dated joke. Um, what did the woman say to Michael Jackson at the beach? Sir, could you please move? You're in my son. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I would not say inappropriate. I would say accurate. Yeah, quite witty. <laughs> the other one touch was just... Uh, Literally my, a touch. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite blonde joke uh, was that um, a blonde brunette and a redhead are in the, um, the baby doctor, the OBGYN waiting room. And the brunette uh, says, I was on bottom, so I'm going to have a boy. And the redhead's like, I was on top, so I'm going to have a girl. And the blonde stands up and goes, oh, my God, I'm going to have a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid joke. That's fun, though. Yeah, I like it. Blonde jokes are timeless, and they don't come up enough. Yeah. It's probably not PC right now. I don't know why. That actually should be more than most. Because if you're just picking on somebody because of a hair color, like that's I think that's totally within bounds. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because some people choose to be picking on somebody because of their skin color. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Corey. (laughs) What are you talking about? With somebody that chooses to have blonde hair? Oh, I mean not everybody chooses though. Of course. That's the blonde hair. I do have some blood. Yeah. yeah. All right, why? Are you getting yeah. defensive about this? Number? I'm going to have a dog! <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, that's the truth. It's the I stuff wish I could have a dog. Fuck. It's the goddamn <laughs> landlord. <laughs> it's the stuff that's kind of true that hurts the most. Oh, that's yeah. Why Steve just got yeah. Cuts deep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, we didn't choose this. You identify as a blonde. blonde person. I get it. Uh, I would call myself dirty blonde in the... Uh, Sexual way. Yeah, we'll ask Mackenzie about that next time I see her. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's dead. just blonde. She's dead. Pretty, she's pretty she's much dead. standard missionary blonde. I told you she's stranded. <laughs> my girlfriend is, my girlfriend no, is uh, stranded in Nebraska right now. Yeah. Her and my uh, uh, her sister and her sister's fiance were driving back to Nebraska and their car broke down. Oh. And they are stuck there for a week. So. Oh. Gnarly. Jeez. Yeah, and Steve was like, hey, I got a podcast to do, so I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not driving out there to get you. (laughs) All right, Chris. What do you got, bud? All right. Same beer, right? Same beer. Same beer. beer. Yep. I just sampled it. It's very good. Thank you. It's very crisp. What what was the time? We'll we'll give it it after. Oh, okay. Uh, It's a low bar. I'll say that much. (laughs) Yeah, without that three seconds. Chris, you were here the whole time. You saw saw what we saw. Can I stand up to check? Yeah, Yeah, whatever you Oh, damn it. That wouldn't matter. You've got to ask questions. We're very flexible on the the rules here. If you have a a beer bong here, you can do that. We do not, but that would... Probably I've actually been surprised. Uh, There's literally been no breweries that we've been to that have a beer bong like, on site. I haven't seen one in a long time. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially because of COVID now. Yeah. yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. Your <laughs> turn. Yeah. That's the best part about working here. Everybody gets their own personal beer bong. It's your one-year anniversary gift. Yeah. <laughs> when I was like 23, 24, sorry to make you stand there with this beer, but I made a bet with a buddy, and he was like, he was like, you can fit five beers in a, a regulation ultimate frisbee, and I was like, no fucking way, you cannot. And he's like, yeah, because the meniscus. And I was like, there's no way of five beers. So I bet him that we pour beer in there, and whoever lost the bet had to drink the beer, and he got five beers in a fucking frisbee. Yeah. And I, had to, I had to drink yeah. beer out of a frisbee for sure. Well, you know, if somebody said that, they've tested that. that. Dude, it is wild to see, but yeah. you can totally fit five beers into like yeah. an, a regulation frisbee. Hmm. Good to know. 
We'll have to remember that the next time we play disc. <laughs> That's not a regulation. <laughs> That's not a regulation, but you can probably fit one in there for sure. All right. All right. Stand it up. Ready to go. Two hands. Yeah. For safety. It's a real girthy one. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta double wrap it. Anytime. 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 Yeah, we're, we're waiting for you. Right. And action. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Consistent oh, yeah. Little jump, but that's okay. Trips, He's got trips. the work jacket on. He's looking good. Yeah, that's way a better. pro. Pretty good. <gasps> yeah. <you feel> good <laughs> now tell us a joke, funny man. <laughs> He's got to recover first. I don't think he knows where he is right now. <laughs> so, <gasps> yes. Belchability is an important factor in the check. Doesn't take any time off, but I actually do want to get one of those like amplitude. Kind of things where you can gauge like somebody's burp off of it. Oh yeah, not yeah, a burp yeah. specifically, a yeah. decibel reader. Like yeah. they like sports arenas. Yeah. All right, I gotta write that down. <laughs> yeah. Note to self. Decibel reader. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I yeah I don't I wasn't prepared for this either. Uh, so I have some sort jokes. Um, About real bad. Like midget jokes or like quick in time. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, two peanuts walk into a shady bar. One of them's assaulted. Mm. Nice. Get it? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You get it? You gotta, yeah, the re- yeah. That's the key. You always gotta re- repeat the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> always gotta repeat now the punchline. Now we're line. talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, uh, never mind. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's the bad telling you. So, that's the, that, did you have more? Uh, did you hear about the circus that's in town? It's intense. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Mm, like so is camping. Yeah, yeah. I had to repeat yeah. that one, too. Yeah. 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 Did, did, you hear, did you hear what I said? I said it's in, uh... It's in, no. Like a circus. Did you hear about the circus that had peanuts that were assaulted? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bring it all the way around. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So, what do we got? what do we got for these guys for times? Oh, God. Mm. Well, unfortunately, neither of them are going to crack the top. That's okay. No, it wasn't. I'm, I'm actually, I'm proud yeah. of myself that I remembered to bring that up because sometimes we'll go like 30 more minutes and be like, oh yeah, we got to give them like their times. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> we like to leave you hanging on. Uh, <laughs> Chris, yes. How do you think you did? In your heart. Um, <laughs> in your heart of hearts. How do you feel like you? Did? I think I got like at least uh, under six seconds. Okay, well, no, that's not true at all. <laughs> well, you got 10.3 seconds. Shit. Which okay. puts you, overall, out of 92 chugs, puts you in spot number 62. Not bad. Damn. Out of how many chugs? I'm going to be 92. in the 80s, for sure. That's really not, that's not that bad. Well, you came in at 9.9, which puts you... In 76th place. Oh, so close. Wait a minute. Sorry, 19.9. I, <laughs> I was about to say. Wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute. I saw the same thing I'm you guys saw. I'm reading all these numbers and I just said no. it wrong. 19.9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just uh, <laughs> knocked out a whistle from Dragon Mountain. Yeah! Get out of here. For the worst? No. Oh, okay. No. For the 76th position. You just moved ahead. Heard <laughs> nice. what you were trying to say? All right. All right. Yeah. So, you know, uh, impressive in some ways. We're happy, sure. we're happy you guys are here. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we're, in, uh, we're in the back of the Do we need beers? 
Uh, yeah, I'll take uh, dealer's choice. Okay. Same. Okay. Yes, this is, we should probably talk about beer at this point. We haven't really done a ton of that. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. So the cream ale that you guys just chugged, uh, why why a cream ale? I mean, is it mostly just because is it mostly because you want to have a light lagerish type thing on that you just don't want to tie up the fermenter space with, or um, have it on? Not really for fermenter space, just to to have an option. Yeah, because um, you guys don't do you do any lagers or we do. Okay, uh, typically you know uh, we do a lot of lagers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was just uh, an easy, quick turnaround yeah. light beer option mm-hmm. um, that came out extremely well. Yeah, it's um, great. Great. That is kind of it's weird. I personally had to change the way I thought about like beer and different styles and seasonal stuff and what stuff we want to keep on year round. Yeah. Because for me, I drink the weather. I drink light beer in the summer and dark beer in yeah. the winter. Sure. And there are a lot of people that drink very dark beer in, you know, the summer. And Those know. people yeah. are psychopaths. Like Ted yeah. Bundy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big stout John guy Wayne in the middle Gacy. of July. <laughs> <laughs> and so with our stout, like a Tunga, uh, that was going to be a winter seasonal for a while. And then we ended up releasing it in the summer, and it sold amazing. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, nine plus ABV imperial yeah. stout. Well, if you just do one, um, if you just do something really well, it doesn't really have a season, right? Totally. It's just people want that thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so for this, it was just, let's do, you know, a light beer uh, in the wintertime and um, change it up a bit. Oh, thank you. Cool. Thank, thank you. Really just throwing, throwing stuff out there. What do we, what do we got? Uh, the darker one's the porter, and then you've got the blood orange goza. Ooh. So you guys are flexible, or if you want to negotiate. No, that sounds pepper, great. But yeah. I don't know your palates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank um, you very you much. Get... You want a beer? Sure. You guys want a glass? Cool. Roasty. I'll have a Johnny. Johnny? They were gonna say Jenny. I was like, yeah, fucking Jenny Bach, baby. Let's get that cream (laughs) in here. Yeah, Jenny Cream. (laughs) So for the size of brewery that you guys are, you guys have a pretty extensive barrel age, barrel process going on here. Like we try, it's it's not a lot of space. It's pretty packed in here with barrels. Uh, Yeah, we're using one. It actually has beer in it. (laughs) Pull the nail on this guy. Let's get a geyser going. (laughs) (laughs) That would be insane. But yes. Yeah, it's a lot of Tetris work and a lot of uh, rotating and trying to get yeah fresh barrels in and fresh uh, old barrels out. Do you package any? Do you guys package anything? Very rarely. We try to have a, a, a bottle of something. We do just a 750, okay. um, you know, 25 ounce uh, bottle of something. Yeah. Um, but is it usually something you guys have barrel aged? It if is. You're gonna go yeah. That if we do the bottle like, yeah. and we do the label and all the kind of stuff, we, it's gonna be barrel aged or yeah. sour or something uh. a little funky. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more uh, unique. Thank Not you know. unique, but just limited. You know, something you guys have to do. Labor, as much. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, of course. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank Appreciate you. your time. So, with so, what would you guys say your style is? Like, what are you as a brewery? Because to Steve's point, you've got a bunch of barrels jammed in here. We had a cream ale. We had a single hop West Coast IPA. I've got a porter right now. Like, do you guys do you try to have a niche, or do you just try to be good at a bunch of things? Yeah, really try and be good at a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, yeah, usually get some pretty good compliments on the variety of our menu. So we do go all the way from yeah, just light lager beers to like extremely strong barrel aged beers. Yeah, um, and everything in between. So something that like I like to not back myself into a corner as the brewer like I can I can play with 
every style, get yeah. to play with all kinds of different stuff, and and uh, and yeah, it's. I, so I think, is it just kind of like whatever you feel like brewing that week? Like you just wake up and you're like, this is what I want to do. Well, kind of. I mean, definitely that's how the business started. Um, yeah. It's like we don't know what people are gonna want and what people are gonna like from us. We have we have our barrels uh, kind of focus that we're doing, and then we also need the clean side of stuff and. Um, as time has gone on, we've developed our kind of staple beers and our, you know, our seasonal rotators that people are always expecting. Yeah. But um, I also like, it's, you know, I also play a lot with mm-hmm. different stuff. Yeah, you just get to yeah. fuck with it. Is it yeah. a lot of that has to do with the fact that it, because it's smaller scale, like you can. That's, yeah, majority of the yeah the reason we get to play around were you guys doing any i mean i know you were just delivering kegs but has distribution been like a big part of the business no okay. zero yeah. especially with covid we were pre-covid probably in six to eight uh kind of bars okay. and restaurants so not done but um, like you have some core accounts right. that you really like and, and now yeah. we're we're essentially at zero yeah um so we were delivering kegs to, to do you want awesome. me to go talk to some of these accounts <laughs> strong arm? no i mean it, it was kind of a choice on our part um in this winter especially you know even if covid hadn't happened um we were trying to we're gonna slow down uh manufacturing just for probably a month here while we switch up kind of where we brew um not to be kind of cloak and dagger about it but um it'll be we're switching up a lot of uh what our brew house will look like and our barrel storage and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I but, smell a new comedy club, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a potential show. So has there been, uh, like, do you guys have any, because have you both done, like, the sales side of things where you're delivering kegs and talking to accounts and stuff? Oh, yeah. Have you had, do you guys have any anecdotal kind of shit that you've run into just from, like, dealing with buyers? You don't even have to name names, but just, like, you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> or just some ridiculous shit you've run into? It'd be real nice, you know, to drop a keg and like let somebody else take care of it. Mm-hmm. Because most, especially around Denver, sellers are in the basement, yeah, down crazy staircases that uh, are extremely treacherous. Do you ever have to, <laughs> you ever have to drop them through like the hole on the sidewalk? Do you ever have to do one of those? Uh, there's, um, in the past, the I one have, in the uh, springs was uh, essentially a. Um, you had to hook it on, like, uh, literally a hook on the side and you had to lower it down into like a hole a dungeon basically yeah um, they're like put the lotion yeah, on your was, skin yeah, yeah it was a place that actually went out of business i, I totally spaced on the name of it right now but um yeah they just kind of covid wise kind of called it quits yeah and i think sold that building one of my favorite bars back home uh where i lived in new york desperate annies they had a little sidewalk hatch type thing they literally had a couple tires like below the hole and the owner would just be like yeah just drop it down yeah. and he's like <laughs> just kicking it that's nuts <laughs> yeah but yeah, having to, to have like a dolly or two wheel or whatever, and just like take this thing down like a set of stairs that somehow has Why like six you? kinks in it. And you're yeah. like, how does this? Who designed this? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, a it's always fun. Do you stretch a lot for your back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what just gotta. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No. Stay limber. Cry afterwards. Yeah, it, it's hard. I mean, it's. Well, so most of the consumption was on on site, you know? On, yeah. Yeah, it was basically all on site. Exactly. Right. Got it. Um, and I mean, that's kind of the goal is to have people come here once again, talk about like create an atmosphere. People want to hang out. Yeah. Um, and that's where we get most of our margin. I mean, that's when you get into packaging, you think about, you know, an $80,000 canning line or bottling line. You think about how many people need to run that line. Mm -hmm. So then payroll 
and you just your overhead just goes up and up, and then you have to sell much more beer just to make Break zero even. dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's we've tried to keep overhead as as low as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you want to you basically you wanted to make a bar that you could go and hang out at and totally. be like the neighborhood establishment. Right. And I mean, one of the things you know, people always ask like, "What's your favorite part about working at a brewery?" And it's fresh beer. Mm-hmm. Like for me personally, I love that I can pour, like you know, a beer that's a couple hours old. Yeah. Or a day yeah. old. Yeah. yeah. Like that's thing. that's a perk. Um, and so we want to try to turn beer as fast as possible, so customers have that same experience of. Yeah. a day old. Also, with COVID, too, like, the, the keg thing is not... If Like, kegs in-house are fine, but, like, sending kegs out other places, they're sitting there for so, so long right. before anybody's going through them. Yeah, like, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of six kegs, a lot of five gallons, if yeah. you're going to be sending out anything, right? Well, no, and it's also just the simple math of, like, you know, a keg is 110 beers, 115 beers, you know, without foam or whatever, and you sell that for... Like 165, 170 bucks. Sure. And then you sell it here. That 100 beers is six bucks a piece. So you're selling it here for 600. Totally different yeah. game. Um, yeah. Where yeah. you're just like, yeah, no. Yeah, distribution is not even necessarily about margin at that point. It's it's a lot of a marketing thing, right? Totally. It's, yeah. So yeah, you are making money for essentially just having somebody. Well, you, if you're doing self distribution, then it's still you guys putting in the work, but. If you go through a distribution network or whatever, then it's like, all right, we're just sending you the beer and we're making money off of it, right? Yeah. But we don't have to do a ton of the work. That's supposed to be, quote unquote, the, totally <laughs> yeah. the right. benefit. Distributors. Yeah, because right. distributors yeah. are amazing. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Breweries that have like crazy hype, uh, you know, they can put out beers to different, you know, bars and they sell like crazy. Sure. But that hype is very rare. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. have to really work on your brand and, and kind even of cultivate then, that. It's yeah. like kind of for a lot of places, it's short-lived. That hype goes away real quick. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like comics. Yeah. yeah. Some people make a splash, uh, and you're like, they kind of yeah, suck. No, but totally. I don't know why they're getting booked a lot, and it happens. A lot of yeah, comics let's talk more will... about comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, I mean, we have people. I mean, there's people all over in various scenes across the country that you're just like, why are they getting spots? Like, why are they getting big opportunities when the comedy isn't necessarily great? They might serve, like, a niche. They might satisfy something that somebody's looking for or whatever, and, but the content isn't there. And I guess the difference would be, um, so I think with comics, sometimes that'll phase out. And then with beers, sometimes, like, hype breweries just kind of stick around because I, I think a lot of beer consumers tend to be kind of plebes and they're kind of idiots at times where they're just gravitating towards I heard this brewery was amazing I don't really know what beer is no. so I'm just going to gravitate towards something that's really sweet can I try your seltzer please yeah. <laughs> yeah. or just like can I have this lake, this uh, lactose hazy IPA that doesn't have any bitterness to it and at that point you're like what are you, what are you doing here yeah. you know yeah. like what? I mean you do see you see comics and breweries both where it's like okay so you got like a couple fucking hard hitters that everybody loves you get your comics get a good five to ten minutes set and then they coast on that for three years and everybody's over it i feel attacked like, again yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Corey has her yeah. a new joke in six years <laughs> is, there, uh, is there anything like to the backing of it so like you know it's not like what you know or what you show but who you know 
Uh, oh yeah. Well, a lot yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, it's a lot uh, of connections for sure. That's how you make your way kind of through. But it still it seems to be based in merit, right? Like if you're just good, if you're good, then you meet better people, and better people want to work with you. A lot of times, it's yeah. the people that are above you that are the ones that are giving you the opportunity. Yep. Uh, so if you excel when you have the opportunity, okay. and somebody saw you, like that has more. Uh, prestige or they have clout. yeah clout and stuff they're like hey um, I'm doing this show you should get on it or yep. I'll get you on it you want to open yeah. for me like that kind of thing so the gatekeeping process with comedy is different than a brewery in that yeah. regard yep. in the sense that the opportunities that are afforded to you a lot of times are based on the people that are above you and them bringing you along kind of no thing. totally I mean I went to like a Chappelle like secret show uh, a couple years ago that was at um, god what was the name of the uh, Summit Music Hall uh, oh, and uh, yeah. Josh Blue opened. Yeah. And just seeing that, I mean, obviously it's a lot of like big names, but like the fact that it was like a local Denver guy and it wasn't someone just kind of rolling with Chappelle was interesting. Well, especially because Josh is a headliner in his own right. You know, right. like he's yeah. probably one of, if not the most famous, one of the most famous comics out of Denver. Depending on what avenue you go down, totally. like, and how people perceive you as famous. I mean, I would like, argue to like the American general public, he is the most famous comic to come at it. Well, the most famous non-canceled <laughs> comic to come out of Denver. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, but T.J. Miller would be the yeah, other T.J. one. Miller, yeah, T.J. Miller. I.E. canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, with like who we have in the scene, it'd be like Josh, Sam Talent, <coughs> Nancy Norton, Adam Kane Holland, Ben Roy, all the yeah. Gronks, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a small group, so to have. Uh, really big local headlining comic and they're opening for somebody like Chappelle. That's a killer show. Yeah. Like, that's a dynamite show. You did, I don't even know sometimes people... And with comedy, and maybe with beer too, like somebody walks into you know Banded Oak and says, uh, they're just here for a beer, right? But they might not even know that like, man, you're getting like one of the best breweries in town. You know? Like, does that... Does that ever cross your guys' mind at all? Yeah. Like, hey, like somebody's walking in off the street. And they're just like, hey, we we were just looking for a brewery, mm-hmm. but then you guys are like, yeah, well, we're like, we're legit. Like, we're one of the best breweries in town. Like, you're not just showing up to any brewery. No, I totally agree. Like, it goes both ways. So, I think it's obviously subjective, and I think the the whole like customer experience is a huge deal in the, in the quality and the enjoyment of of beer. Sort of like the um, the, the honeymoon effect of if you're on your honeymoon or you're on like a you know epic trip and you taste this bottle of wine and obviously you're having a good time you're abroad and then you grab that bottle and you're like I'm going to bring this back for my friends yeah. and you bring it back and you pour it and everyone's like this is shit <laughs> but you were like on the beach somewhere in Italy like right. Obviously, that's gonna taste delicious. Top of like, beach, yeah, yeah, like this is amazing. <laughs> Should be factored. So like, it, it's this weird back and forth of like your situation, your mindset, uh, you know, quality of service, yeah. and what you're drinking. Yeah, all plays into how good of a time you're having. Right. How much of your uh, what of your enjoyment is tied up in nostalgia? Totally. In like the experience, and it wasn't just the beer, it wasn't just the flavor, the aroma. Uh, can you guys think, what was like the last, you had a beer in your hand and you were like, man, things couldn't get much better than this. Obviously 2020, maybe even in 2020, because we had those moments for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you got like the last time you, you were outside of here and you were, sad, you were just having a fucking killer time and you had a great beer in your hand and you were like, man, this is the best. Um, you know, like a Gut reaction. Yeah, like I remember, <laughs> so Mission Ballroom. Uh, is relatively new venue. Yeah. Um, I've only been to two. Sh- I went to like a Yeti Coolers like movie premiere or something, 
uh, and then I went to a um, God, what am I? Uh, I can't even think of his name. But I went to this show, and it was in February of last year. It was like two or three weeks before everything got shut. Yeah. Uh, it was Orville Peck. Okay. Uh, Fun. Which was an amazing show, and it was um, uh, Lucero was headlining, and Orville Peck opened. Okay. And yeah. so Orville Peck put on an amazing show, and a friend of mine who's hammered drunk was like, how am I watching the best show of 2020 and it's February? <laughs> and I just remember in my mind. <laughs> I need to talk to your friend. Like, I think that uh, he was right. out the cause. He was yeah. totally 100% right. And I, it, it echoes in my head of like one of the last really good live shows of the year yeah. was in February. And I didn't go to any other yeah. shows the rest of the year so yeah. I don't know that was just weird but it was just a serendipitous kind of man this everything sounds great everything, yeah everything's oh perfect. I mean yeah, yeah. Mission Ballroom was amazing um, see I didn't get, I mean, I'm big into concerts and I never got to go to the Mission Ballroom yeah, I haven't done Mission and now, now I haven't they're talking about having to close it unfortunately are they really unreal yeah. we had to For figure how much money they put into Ooh, that place yeah. they were expecting a return based on they were bringing yeah. in some pretty big acts yeah know? I mean like the Black Keys or something yeah, it was like their big. first show which was like insane to yeah. get a ticket to that and all this kind of stuff so huh. that's, yeah they're having a hard time that'd be terrible uh, I mean all the concert venues are really but also at the same time like it's like AEG and Live Nation it's like you guys could easily make this venue survive if you wanted to if you guys wanted to put the money behind it, there's no talk of Mission Ballroom closing. Yeah. But because they're Live Nation, they're like, yeah, we don't know if it's going to make it. It's Soulless. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's capitalism. Well, and it's also like, you know, with the, the Lakers uh, kind of getting uh, the bailout on the first kind of PPP. Oh, really? Know? The yeah. Lakers got and some? And they're essentially going to like force, like you can't always have a positive quarter or, you know, to get, you, you to need get to be money. socking away money for for bad months. Yeah. And he knows he um, works for an insurance company. That exactly. Got back. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like all these investors just they want cash. They want a return on their investment yeah. immediately, no matter what. And like, not every quarter, not every year is going to be up. Yep. And you have to prepare for that. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Mission, but I heard it was like. Build out was amazing. That's what I yeah. heard too. The yeah. stage can change, the layout can change, right? Based wow. on how many people were there. And the Let's talk about was. how much cooler it is to have not gone to Mission Ballroom. How about you? What was like the last time you were like, it was like a, a beer and experience kind of moment where you were like, it, somebody, it doesn't even have to be anything big, it's like casual, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, trying to think like maybe the last time uh, we went camping down at like uh, Cresto and Sand Dunes area. Mm hmm. And just sitting with some of my good friends and brother and my wife and and uh, just the stars out there. I don't know if you ever been out there, but yeah, just like hanging out, watching like satellites and stuff cross. And yeah, yeah, because there's just nothing. Yeah, it's just, there's, just there's no light nothing. out there. There's yeah. literally nothing in your way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just open it's sky. Like, this is great, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cooking out. Yeah. Is she Swedish? She's Brazilian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the second half. The yeah. second half of that tour. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, man, you can't be doing all this globetrotting, and then the, uh, somebody you wind up with isn't from, like, yeah, you know, we're gonna, we're just going to bring this back home. Yep, I, I brought her back home. She's Quite the from carry Colorado Springs. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the carry-on. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got She's there. Dirty, yeah, I didn't even pay that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So you guys, you make... A bunch of different beer styles is kind of what you want. What is what are beer styles that you guys don't fucking like? Like, is there, is there anything that you just fucking hate? Um, 
Don't cop out and say every beer has its time and place because it's not true. Every beer has some stuff its just time sucks. and place. Some <laughs> beer just sucks. Uh, no, I mean, and that's the sub- subject- uh, subjective. Who lived in? Um, it's a subjective thing, too. Sorry, we're second beer uh, in, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, if I never had a taste like a uh, like super lactose sour bomb or anything like that again, I'd probably be okay. Super lactose yeah. sour. So like a slushy sour, like a smoothie yeah, sour kind of thing? Know, it's okay. People love them. That's fine. I don't. I think those people are idiots. So okay. I'm not, yeah. I mean, you're not saying that. I'm saying that. So yeah, you're not in danger here. Okay. But is, have you guys yeah. tried to make, have you guys ever made something like that? Because it's super hype and super popular, but no. have you caved yeah. to that no. whole thing? No. We no. really haven't. I mean, it's, I, I feel like I'm this, you know, old guy on his porch, like telling kids to get off my lawn or yeah. something. But it's just, I prefer... I want my beer to taste like beer. Right. I, I want it to be not a sugar bomb, not a hot bomb, just like a classic, clean... I mean, I do like sour beers. Um, well, sour beers are different. Totally. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a totally different yeah. thing. But, um, yeah, a lot of the, the hype, uh, trendy stuff, um, it just, it, it's an annoyance. Um, you know, we could probably make it and, and sell it and make some money, but it, it, we... It sounds so generic, but we do make beer that we want to drink. Yeah. Yeah, just classic. Like, there's yeah. a reason that these things have been done for a thousand years. You know, totally. Like and I mean, it's, are. you know, we've yeah. had... You can make it I mean, the highest quality version of that itself. Yeah. Right. There's always something new, but this doesn't really advance, like, these styles, I don't think they really advance the, the, the you know, the science or the art of brewing. No. It's yeah. more just like, throw it all together and make it taste like fruit loops. Yeah, yeah, you're reducing your like Four Loco does yeah. not have its place yeah. anywhere. Yeah, and I've did before they changed the recipe. <laughs> when it was like 15% or 16%. But it was actually all caffeine and shit. Oh, it was actually God. a BA yeah. certified category before they took the caffeine out. And it was, oh. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty it had its place. Uh, yeah. I don't remember it, but it had its place. Yeah, no did you guys, it. Well, did you guys have, you've had a Four Loco before, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Oh, sure. I was always more of a juice man. Did you you guys ever have juice? Oh, J-O-O-S-E. Yeah. Juice. It was just like another brand. It was just another brand. I was going to try them all. Yeah, of course. Do you, though? If you're going to be a critic, yeah. It's not a fucking Pokemon. I want a flight of juice. You don't have to catch them all. I want a sip of, yeah. Juice and Four loco. If I could get six different kinds, I'd be able to walk out of here. Just caffeine high and drunk as fuck. Oh That'd be the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a your attack. body's awake, but your brain is asleep. Yeah. It's, it's just like zombie awful. mode. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna drive home. Like no. The awful. two times I drank like the high caffeine before they changed the recipe, the two times I did it, I very much blacked out and was a Apparently running around for hours just wreaking havoc wherever yeah. I was. Yeah, I can see like, that. And that's fun, too. That's so, what it's meant I mean, to be. I'm yeah, sure I had a great time, dude. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> so one of the there's times, a time and place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of the times I was like at a friend's house, and uh, I was underage at the time, and his parents had like all their keys on like a key rack, and I hit them throughout the house because <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. And I don't know if they have found all of them. (laughs) Yeah, you're still not sure. I was like, this will be a great prank. And it was... It was. It was. It was. A lasting prank. Yeah, Yeah, forever. (laughs) Do you guys have a... Do you have a guilty pleasure drink of choice? Like a Four loco or a a Mojito or something like that? I got lots. Tons? Yeah. 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 Daiquiri, man? I always have Guinness. 
High Life, PBR, and Coors Original. Yeah, I'll fridge. make the I'll make that craft beer shit, but I don't want to drink it. My sessions at yeah, home. stockpile. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Coors Original for sure, and I yeah. mean, I, I love whiskey, so like it's Jim Beam. Yeah. You know, you can only, not only, but like, you kind of enjoy beer, go through beer phases, and then whiskey, and then gin, and wine, and just enjoying different alcohol. It just kind of keeps your palate kind of on its toes a little bit. Yeah. And it's just kind of fun. You don't need to drink beer every day. I was a big Labatt Blue guy before I moved out here, and then, I love Coors Banquet. Yeah. I think Coors Banquet's yeah, the banquet. shit. Super good. And I found out on the podcast with Call to Arms that they have their own proprietary like grain blend that they actually use for that. Really? I thought it was a cor- I thought it was corn base. Okay. I just assumed it was corn base because I'm pretty sure Coors Light is. But he was like, no, you, they actually for banquet itself they have a, bl- a grain blend huh. that they use. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. The I'm secret. sure they did a lot of a yeah. deep yeah. dive on their their Coors. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, their own Coors. Yeah. The yeah. ballroom Coors. beer. Yeah. Um, that was hilarious. The ballroom um, beer? Did you you heard about this, right? No. So, um, yeah, Call to Arms did Wax uh, Poetic, tell me. No, I, it was one of those, like, you're kind of slapping the bear, like, expecting something. But they did a Coors that was, like, K-H... Oh, wait, Call to Arms? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about Coors did... Oh, no, 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 no. But yeah. I'm sure Call to Arms did, like, you know, a lot of research on how to... Mimic, yeah, those, yeah, yeah. And the course people came there and oh, told no. them to stop. Right, they got their seats in the chips. <laughs> but yeah. they at least came there to like have a beer. Apparently, Did Chris, they really? yeah, because Chris told us about it, like the whole thing. Uh, he was like, yeah, they came down, they like had a beer with us and stuff. I instead mean, of doing like through lawyers or anything. Could like have that. been worse. Absolutely, could have been worse. <laughs> have you guys, have you run into that, like with beer names or anything, or people calling? We, you out we about do shit? our research ish. I mean, we've yeah. never totally blatantly ripped off. I mean. And, you know, the whole call to arms thing was like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Sure. Um, but, yeah, we, we were looking for their cease and desist. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, yeah. They seem to do that with a lot of shit. They do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, we, you know, do a Google search, do a, um, you know, untapped search. Like, <clears throat> we're not trying to, I, I think we've only really trademarked a couple names. Yeah. Uh, like, actually paid for the trademark. Mm-hmm. Um, but, typically, we do a search, and if someone randomly we didn't think of sends us a cease and desist... Oh well, yeah. I mean, it sucks. I'm sure. Yeah, but um, I mean, you guys, have you ever have you rocked the boat in any regard in terms of marketing or shit you've done here? Like, was not legal. Here? I don't know. Not legal. Like the, the no, well, I mean, personally, you can say personally as well. They don't have to get lawyers involved. It's no, I mean, not it's Budweiser. It's Budweiser. Yeah, yeah. Give like, us some juice, well. <laughs> like Whitson, uh, Scott over there. I mean, Whitson's not really a thing anymore. Um, did they? Are they? They're, they're like there. still doing something with Strange. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. They'll um, still be partners. They're still partners. Scott might have stepped away or something like that. I'm not sure. But Scott's an amazing brewer, super good dude, and he always would poke the bear with uh, Star Wars names or, you know, Jean-Claude Van Blonde. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I think, got a cease and desist for that from, like, the Jean-Claude well, they did, yeah. uh, estate, I guess. Yeah. I don't know who would reach out for that. Rotating Tap Comedy is actually a, uh, it's also an improv troupe in Australia. So oh. Oh. they were around first. However, we are already much more successful than they are. <laughs> and we've heard their international uh, copyrights and stuff. Are very different. Marks are very different. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so. We've never, I mean, but I asked Scott, like, he did some Star Wars name thing, and I was like, I don't know, like, 
those guys are pretty litigious. Like, are you worried about this? And he was like, man, if we got a cease and desist, I would like frame it and put it on the yeah. wall. And, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. bring it on. I was like, yeah. all right, man, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. it's yeah. just different. It's not necessarily anybody's goal to get a cease and desist, except for the few people it is, where it's like, there's, it's the same in comedy where it's like, I'm not really trying to step on toes, but if I'm going to step on toes, I'm going to make sure that person screams. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, cease and desist wouldn't, wouldn't be the comedy equivalent of, of stealing jokes. What would be uh, the comedy equivalent of, of a cease and desist? Somebody had the same idea already. Okay. It would be kind of parallel to that, where you didn't just like straight a, up steal like the joke, premise, but somebody, somebody else be like already kind of came up with the joke. It'd be like me going on stage and being like, what's the deal with airplane peanuts? <laughs> like, not, not necessarily because nobody's going to stop you from doing that, because they came up with it first. Yeah, I'd have my own angle on airplanes. So I guess... What's the deal with them? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious. Yeah. What did Seinfeld say? One got assaulted. <laughs> there we go. Call back. <laughs> yeah. But would you... All right, so my parallel would be, or the uh, metaphor would be, where a more established comic has the same joke that you do, you didn't see them do it, they didn't see you do it, but you kind of give in to the fact that, like, well, you already, it's already more popular because you did it, so I, it's gone now. Like, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do it anymore. Did you hear about the comic who is pissed at SNL right now? He's like, he has, uh, I think it's Vic Alexandro. I don't remember his name. Okay. But he came out and he was like, this was a bit I did, and then SNL turned it into a sketch. And he's, he, that happens he, a lot. I feel like that happens a lot with SNL. But it was also like he had just auditioned with that band. Oh, interesting. And they told him no. And then, and then S- they took, and the, then bit. They took the bit. And apparently that is a big thing for SNL. It's like, that's going to go away. Because they're the bigger company. Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah, the individual so, yeah. artists. But, like, but he's also like, he's starting an online campaign of like, look, I said this joke. Here's the proof. This is from 2019, this bit. And here it is on SNL in 2021. I mean, hopefully uh, they do something to, like, make up for it. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Chris? It seems like you're fired up. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it. have any opinion at all. it back around to, like, the, you know, like, the Led Zeppelin stuff that's been going on lately. Like, like I forget who the oh, band is. people oh, saying, yeah. like, there's like, like, a bunch of people yeah. Stairway to Heaven. And they, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it was the Goo Goo Dolls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Goo Goo Dolls, Yeah. <laughs> The guy does everything. Um, and it's like, does the show, like, 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 even if you're pitching it, uh, does it have to be, like, it's got to be recorded, it's got to be some sort of evidence that you already put it out there, and then... I mean, no, not at an audition, no, they, it's probably especially during COVID, but, like, the auditions are fucking tedious, and you're going up in front of four people, and they probably do have it recorded, but they probably, like... Throw it in the vault immediately. You'll sure. never see this again. Yeah, comedy doesn't have uh, the respect that music does in that regard, where music can cop- be copyrighted, right, and trademarked and things yeah, like that, yeah, right? Kind of comedy like, doesn't really work that way. Yeah. I don't think there's a mechanism for people to really copyright their jokes. There, I mean, there actually is. There absolutely is. Okay. Um, that you can copyright jokes, and then also, like, essentially, if it's not copyrighted, it comes down to who can prove that they told it first. Hmm. Who has video evidence that they like by date that they can prove that like it's been around longer? How general well, you can, does the copyright have to be? Yeah, I was gonna say you can do the the poor man's copyright, which is a postcard. 
where if you write it on a postcard and then you get it governmentally time stamped, stamped yeah. um, then you know the idea was that. Well, that I mean, I don't know start, if that's very... I'm just going to start using my joke book. I'm just going to get a bunch of postcards. <laughs> yeah. Tie instead them all of a, together. Just instead send of a to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of a notebook, I'm just going to do postcards from now on. That's where I write all my stuff. <laughs> Well, there was that a... That is old as fuck. That is. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know comics that would kill for that idea. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> fuck. There was a controversy a few years ago that Louis C.K. had actually talked about on his TV show where Dane Cook stole a bit from him. Okay. And according to Dane, he didn't. It was just like parallel thinking is what they call it. We just kind of came up with the kind of the same idea yeah, yeah. because there's no way to prove it. It's basically just us calling each other out right. for the most part. So it's hard to get litigation involved or anything like well, that. Well, I mean, even like the Carlos Mencia kind of debacle right. of his, you know, just yeah, yeah. Imploding. I mean, Mencia, his was like more verbatim, though, right? It was pretty. Well, that's the thing close. is, yeah. even if it's just a couple different words, but it's still the same joke. It is now a different. Entity, right? Like, right, right. A good example I can think of is like um, Tom Petty's Last Dance, and then the Red Hot Chili Peppers put out. Um, fuck, what was that song? It was the same song, essentially. Interesting. All like the the music was the same, the chorus was the same, but like nobody really cared. Well, uh, like I, I remember Mencia's kind of you know argument where he stole a joke about you know who's going to build the wall. Um, you know, and he was coming at it from like a Mexican American, like mm-hmm. who's gonna build it? And then he was called out that like you know a guy from New York. It was who, Ari Shafir that. Wrote yeah, the joke, exactly. Yeah. And he was like, well, it's funnier that like a Mexican said that joke and right. not. And it was like mm. that doesn't matter. Yeah, his excuse was like, that it's better that because I told it. Yeah, yeah it's like, eh, uh, yeah. You know. I think Louis was where it was about naming kids. Do you remember this? Mm. No. No, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. It was about like naming kids, and essentially, okay. and Louis used one way of just like different kid names, and then Dane had different ones. Okay. But it was the premise is essentially this is how you name kids. Interesting. Okay. So that's not a crazy different premise. Yeah. Right. But one. Louis felt that Dane had ripped him off kind of thing. Dane didn't feel that way. And they actually had an episode about it on Louis' like, TV show. Jeez. Oh, where Dane was like, I get it. I'm sorry, but it wasn't intentional. Was Dane? Was it actually Dane Cook on it? Yeah. Whoa. Because yeah. I've heard Dane Cook is a d- douchebag yeah. from a lot of people. Well, he, like, never takes, he never steps down. I'm sure, but I mean, especially since he's not fallen from grace, but you know, he's not as big as he used to be in any regard. That that particular instance probably seemed like a good way for him to establish some credibility again. Yeah. After he'd kind of yeah, lost yeah. it. Well, and like the beer business, one of the things like early on, and I, I believe it was like Avery and maybe Russian River um, had a, a same name for a beer, mm-hmm. and this was years ago. This was like ten plus, mm-hmm. and they ended up. I think it was just a phone call. It wasn't like a lawyer note or anything like that. And so I think Russian River had the name originally, and then Avery was kind of ish in the wrong. And so then when Avery wanted to release the same beer, they, they called it Collaboration Not Litigation was the name of the beer. And so they kind of made a, a, a positive yeah, that's right. outcome of 
you know, hey man, like please don't use this name that we have. We've been using it for years, and they were like, oh well, we really like it. I'm like, oh well, let's figure something else out. Yeah. Didn't Lagunitas um, have a beer like that too? It was called like uncensored. It was it literally called like uncensored or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah they have like it's a stamp that's like over the six pack label. Uh huh. I can't get the internet yeah. right now, but yeah. I mean, my lines. favorite was when uh, Left Hand Milk Stout was trying to like. You know, trademark milk stout nitro. <laughs> oh, they're trying to and like Guinness nitro. was like, yeah. No. Hey, <laughs> sit down, Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We've been doing this kind of a lot, um, and that I think that lasted a week. Yeah, didn't go very far. Yeah, like nah, dude. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, I don't think we actually heard what your like shit beer of choice is. I know you said you like Banquet. Um, but do you have like a, a go-to? Where are you from? Where are you guys from originally? I'm right here. You're from Denver. Yeah. So you're a Coors guy. Mostly Nevada, Golden area. Okay. So you're yeah. like a Coors guy. Yeah. I do like Coors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you grew, I mean, I'm just thinking about the stuff that you would have grown up. With, I went right? to school in the shadow. I smelled the uh, you know the stacks. Same with my. Where did you go to school? My, uh, yeah. Huh? Did you go to Golden High School? No, I went to um, elementary school, actually. Okay. Yeah, the Mitchell Mustangs. Then they kicked you to high school. I went to um, Ralston Valley. I knew you were going to say Ralston Valley. How did you know that? Do I look that Ralston Valley? I mean, if it's not Golden, it's Ralston Valley. You can smell it. Dude, A-West was still East compared to Ralston Valley. (laughs) That was a stupid naming for Arvada. They're like, let's name this one A-West. And then we'll go way more west, and it'll be Ralston Valley. <laughs> stupid Arvada. <laughs> so you grew up in the area. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Okay. No, he's yeah. from Florida. <laughs> and you went to Golden. I went to Bear Creek. Oh, you went to Bear Creek? The so Bear I live Creek near Bear boy. Creek now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, was your house on fire the other day? <laughs> no, but I, I got scared. I called all really? my friends in the area. Wow. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, it was a big uh, brush fire <laughs> down in Bear Creek. That was crazy when it was yeah when it was blowing like 100 miles per hour and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a nice big smoke plume started rising. I was like, that doesn't look good. I saw that and I was like, <laughs> I know there's no good barbecue in Denver, so it's got to be a four star. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's got the fucking pit out right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know your typical. February wildfires going on in yeah. Colorado. Jesus. Standard. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. Well, what's your, where are you from? Uh, I was uh, originally born in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. So, Did deep they, south. What's the southeast, what was the southeast kind of like shit beer? Uh, it was just Bud Light. Okay, so there wasn't like, no, but I mean, the reason yeah. I ask is, is because there's, you know, a lot of like old school anyway, like the, re- it was very regionally specific, yeah, yeah. you know, you got Rainier, you got Utica Club, you've got Stroh's, uh, shit like that, you know, so I wasn't sure if the Southeast like ever had anything. No, I mean, uh, we're in like kind of Coca-Cola country, mm-hmm. uh, so like, it, it, I don't know, I grew up, you know, Atlanta, Birmingham multiple friends of like my family worked for coca-cola and their different like kind of bottling and canning facilities and yeah. stuff like that so um yeah and there's a big anheuser-busch presence there so sure. it was either bud heavy or bud light yeah um, i'll go like, bud heavy all day yeah for sure i mean bud light was just i remember very well because of um, like flavor you know we had some pretty big lakes in you know alabama mm-hmm. and we were out on just you know a pontoon boat whatever ride and I remember, like, as a kid, like, probably four or five, looking at, like, my dad's, like, Bud Light. And he was like, yeah, go for it. Go for it. 
Absolutely. And like took it, and it was like, the worst. Yeah, thing. it's terrible. Like absolutely yeah. awful. <laughs> uh, and so I kind of stayed away from beer for a while after that. But um, no, I mean, uh, craft beer is blown up in Birmingham. It's insane. Um, is, any yeah. of it, is any of it good? It's very good. It's okay. very traditional, because I think to to make the leap to craft beer, it needs to be what you think it is. So it's it's there are some very experimental styles, uh, but like an IPA is very. That you you just taste it. And you're like that is on the numbers. This is the way it's yeah. supposed to be. Exactly what an IPA tastes like. What yeah. a porter tastes like. What you know an English pale or whatever. Sure. Um, so. It's just not a very experimental or knowledgeable, not in a mean way, um, crowd. Sure. Yeah, for beer. Sure, but like I mean, it is do the basics. Do the basics really well first. Totally. Yeah. I mean, um, in Birmingham, uh, there's uh, good people. Uh, there's Trim Tab. There's Cahaba. I mean, like from when I you know go visit my parents, I can go to probably five six breweries within t- yeah. twenty minutes. And you don't hate them. Yeah, and That's they're great. great. That's nice. Oh. I went to, uh, to I did I did a little tour in the south of a very funny comedian, Derek Stroop, a couple of years ago. We did Birmingham, and we ended up, uh, he's from just outside of Huntsville. Yeah. And so I did a show at a brewery in Huntsville, and the beer was really good. Unfortunately, it was the worst set I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> beer was good. Bombed, set was terrible. Two I, stars. I bombed <laughs> so fucking nice. hard. And it was, yeah, it was like... It was one of those bombs where it's like you can't blame anything but yourself. <laughs> it was very much like, man, I have never eaten shit so fucking hard on stage. Uh, I know you 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 like going to comedy shows. Have you I ever seen it. somebody like just totally eat shit before? I have. I, my favorite name names. I know. <laughs> I totally <laughs> goes Corey. I knew you looked familiar. <laughs> it was this weird thing that like happened where I went to Comedy Works. And saw this guy do a set, and I, I totally spaced his name. I couldn't remember it if I even tried, but it was a, it was a dirty set. He, you know, said fucking shit and whatever. Yeah. And the next day, or maybe two days later, I went to uh, film on the rocks at Red Rocks, and he was an opener, and he had to do a clean set, and he bombed so hard, oh. like it was one of those things. I'm in the crowd, and like a couple jokes in, like literally, like boo, and I was like. Looking like yo, that's Give not him a, a second. Don't, don't yeah. do that. Like that's not all right. Yeah. But he made some joke about like having like a he had a beard and uh, his like unibrow was so together that he considered himself two beard or something. And it was just like a oh, terrible. Stephen and I are racking our fucking. Yeah, I think, <laughs> it was I, think I, have awful. An idea. I think I have an idea. But it was it was interesting to see a, a dirty and a clean set, um, literally a couple days apart. And the the dirty set did well. Yeah. And the clean set did That's, not. I mean, clean comedy is much harder. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of like IPAs. Nice. Good segue. Yeah. That was for you. Get to throw a bunch of bullshit yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haze it up. It's a lot harder to do clean. Yeah. Uh, well, I do like the beer here a lot. I'm a pretty big fan. Well, you got something you want to bring up? Oh, I was going to ask, just because you're from Alabama, like, I, we, we ask this sometimes on the show, where you think, like, the worst, the most overrated region of the country for beer is, because my, the, and the reason that I thought about it recently was because my opinion has changed. I used to say it was Washington, Pacific Northwest was a little overrated, just because it had been around and established for so long, but it really wasn't, like, super progressive, it's just, like, mostly Ambers, and... 
the I've changed my tune and decided I think Asheville and North Carolina mm. is the more most overrated. I might agree with that part of the country. Yeah, I think a lot of that for me personally kind of swings with you know Wicked Weed and the whole AB buyout yeah. was such a stab in the heart mm-hmm. for so many people that really really believed in Wicked Weed yeah. and um, even bars in Denver that had you know cellaring wicked weed yeah um, i mean there's our they would put like on the you know chalkboard like we bought this keg before ab bought them like Mm -hmm. please don't please buy this please buy this yeah yeah, we don't Um, want it to sit here but yeah sorry no 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 i'm right on the same page as you they had one of the most progressive sour programs in the country that was at a like large distribution level for sure it's pretty impressive oh absolutely but outside of them it was it's burial and I mean, Sierra and New Belgium moved there, so I don't really count them. Oscar Blues moved there, and they're in Brevard. They're not even, like, really in Asheville. But, like, outside of outside of Wicked Weed and Burial, ain't nobody doing shit for how many breweries are actually there. Yeah. I think it gets, like, way overhyped as, like, a beer destination. Yeah, I think... We are asking you to talk a little bit of shit at this point in the segment of the oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to call out any names. But like, I want to do that, like, chug beer, no joke, but, like, start shit talking. Or chug two beers. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, who do you hate? Hey, you know who what? do you hate? Yeah, we, have had to, we have had to edit out. Um, people have decided to chug two beers in time. And we have had to edit out their immediate... They got into some real shit talk. They, they, got, they named they, names they were doing. They, were, they went Ooh. fucking ham on the shit. It was, it was a... We were at Outworld. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sobered up the next day and was like, hey, if you guys could uh, <laughs> take this part out. We're like, oh, that was our favorite part. Yeah, it was literally Why? our favorite part. <laughs> no, I mean, we loved it. Oh, we can we're not that? asking you to like... Yeah, <laughs> we're not asking you guys to like... I said, not naming any names. I'm mostly just curious about like the region of the country that you think is a little overhyped. I haven't even really thought about it. Um, anything come to mind? I, I don't know. Colorado? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> that or Sweden, right? <laughs> yeah, Brazil ain't shit. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I guess I've never been in Asheville. I've never been to that area. I have tried the beers from there, but um, not not. you have to be actually... I think in the area to call it an overhyped area, I think, because otherwise you're just trying what, whatever they. Well, yeah, you got to try here. Maybe, yeah, yeah, you got to try the beers at least. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's any overhyped area really. Uh, br- bring it all on. Just appropriately flood, flood hyped the scene, and yeah, get it crazy. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> mod podge of shit. Yeah, you know, eventually everything, and it does happen. You know, it's it's. Naturally, uh, everything just kind of gets flushed down the drain. It doesn't work. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, we've been through, what, uh, Maine? Maine was an awesome Maine area. was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think New yeah. England is yeah, New one England, of the best yeah, New in the England country. Area, Maine. Maine, uh, Vermont specifically, and then obviously a couple things in Massachusetts. But yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Northwest was, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of shit up there, but there's also so much good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, down in San Diego area, like that kind of area, so good. Uh, I mean, just came through like Arizona. Arizona's got some really good stuff coming. Okay, up. yeah, I don't yeah. hear that come up as much for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, some some of the breweries out there are doing really good stuff. Can you name any? Do you know anybody offhand that you can remember that is really killing it in AZ? Um, like Arizona Wilderness um, is a really good one. There's a couple, um, they're bird-themed. I went to a place that they actually... Everything in Arizona is bird-themed. Yeah, well, this place actually had birds. 
So they their whole It's actually a dome. It's like a cage <laughs> dome. It's, it's, it's a sorry. bird dome. But their whole like stick was that they uh, they adopted cuz okay, so in Arizona, it's where all the retirees <laughs> go, right? And they are too you're too wealthy to do anything and so you they just buy pigeons. crazy shit. Okay. And they buy like exotic birds. And they're like I want an exotic <laughs> bird. And then they're like this sucks. And so they get rid of it. And so this place takes that exotic bird and they mm-hmm. like foster it basically mm-hmm. and it's a brewery yeah you have like exotic birds all around you it's so weird i don't i don't love any of i don't love any of them it was yeah, a weird concept it's like that's a lot of bird shit in one place where i'm consuming beer and you're like isn't this nice honey it's nice and spread yeah. out it's, it's outdoors and it's like i don't know it was a weird concept but I, the beers were really great. Next time we come in here, there's going to be like 10 cockatoos. Yeah. <laughs> try, oh, yeah. A couple right. of Madagascar. Right. Try, try the amber! Try the amber! <laughs> you see him like reading off your credit card number when you like pull out your like, no, 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 no. No! We really had to cut backstage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Check that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, though. But it was no, really good. good. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of really good breweries out there, though. Fun. Yeah, they had a, uh, a comedy festival out there called Bird City, which I applied to two years in a row, got rejected from. <laughs> two years in a row. Being bitter now? <laughs> and like, no, no, it's like I, I never was bitter about it. But then the year after I got rejected two times in a row, it was on a show with the founder at High Plains Comedy Festival, which takes place here oh, yeah. on South mm-hmm. Broadway. Great show. And I went up right before that comic, and buried them so fucking hard and it wasn't my intention it was not my intention to be like spiteful and be like I'm gonna do so well that you suck cause you can't plan on somebody else sucking either right Right. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna go out there and do as well as I can yeah but you wanna like go out there and bury the you wanna, next person you yeah. wanna go out there and bury the next person and I have never buried somebody so fucking hard and it to this day is like it, it was never meant to be spiteful, but I'm so glad that I fucking annihilated yeah, that fuck So I'm curious to get your opinion on this, because it just kind of came to mind, and I was drunk enough almost to, like, yell out. So there was a, a High Plains comedy, and it was uh, Anthony Jeselnik. And it yes. was at uh, the Paramount. Paramount. How many years ago was that? Four? Yeah. <laughs> you both went yeah. with, like... Four or five. <laughs> I know, the whole four or five. Like, once four. again, pandemic time, I don't fucking know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say four years ago. And though. so his opener crushed and was like, great. And I forget who it was, uh, but it was like a bigger dude and he had some stuff about like, you know, his girlfriend said, I love you, like, you know, fat kids loves, you know, cake. And he was like, well, it's like a pretty in depth. Oh, Aaron Urist. That's Aaron Urist. Yeah. Oh, really? It was Urist. Yes. So it was Aaron Urist. Yeah, crushed it. And so Jesmina came on stage. Which is a local guy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was awesome. And he was literally like, all right, yeah, fuck this. I'm going to like, you know, you guys give me stuff. So he was asking for participation. Uh-huh. And I, it was Uris and maybe two other people to open up for him or whatever. Yeah. But I, I wanted to yell, like, why was your opener so much better than you are? Wow. Like, in my head. Like, yeah, spicy yeah. meatball. Yeah. Like, wasn't trying to be, like, Dude. a dick, but I was, like, feeling good. A couple drinks in. Yo. Multiple drinks in. As a comic, asking the crowd, so I'm not just being a dick heckler. Nope. Is that... Yes. I, I have a whole bit on it. If, if a comic asks a question... You are free to answer. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I'm curious. 100% yeah, of the time. Right. If they ask a question, uh, and, it, and that's something that, like, uh, there's, like, a Denver 
dude who used to run the local talent program at Comedy Works called Deacon, and he passed away, but that was one of his pet peeves, and I like, I inherited that pet peeve from him, where it's like, if you ask the audience a question, you better expect them to answer. You gotta be ready for anything, yeah. They've, if, if you're gonna ask a question, yeah. I have a whole bit just repeating questions that I hear comics ask, because it's like, if you really want to know the answer to it, you're not going to be able to handle it. Well, I'm also right. thinking from Jesselnick's point of view is that he's so good that he can handle it. Jesselnick could. Yeah. But also... Well, that's like, why he's going into it with that mentality. But the point, okay. the, the point open is, my, is that you're young, not really heckling at that point. You're not. Yeah. As okay. an audience member, you're not heckling. Because I was like kind of like, oh, well, my friend, like, I'm going to yell. Like, so, and he was like, shut the fuck up. Like, don't, don't yeah. say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know. I mean, you're embarrassing me in front of company. Now, once like, they... Once yeah. they open it up, like it's full. Okay, it's full game. I was just sure. making sure, just to get a comic perspective. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I mean, comedy is supposed to be like interpersonal, right? And it's it's similar, to like uh, a conversation, right? Like if I am really good at comedy, it seems like I'm talking to you and you alone. Totally, it seems like I'm singling you out in the audience, right? Yeah. So if I ask you a question in a conversation, you think I'm just gonna stumble over whatever you answer, right? Like. Yeah. If I, this whole podcast, when we're asking you questions about beer and you're answering them, I could just be like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck all yeah. this, right? And it's like, that doesn't, that's not helpful for anybody. It's not so. helpful for the show. It's not helpful for the comic or as yeah. an audience member. Like, the, where hecklers become a problem is it's the, it becomes, the show becomes about them. Totally. And the timing right, right. of things is very important. And sometimes you want to leave like a space potentially before the punchline. Right. So if somebody just fucking shouts, Right before the yeah. punchline, like the timing's gone, the, yeah, yeah. that tension that you've built in the room is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But for anybody that doesn't know, when you bury a comic, it's when you go up before them and you kill so hard, they can't follow you. So even if yeah. they do okay, they can't do as well because the room never resets. Oh, the comic after me in this situation. Bob. Yeah. Bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's where, that's that's that terminology. That's that terminology. Yeah, Jerry Lewis, <laughs> yeah. and then Elvis, yeah. and then Dewey Cox. Right, yeah. <laughs> just tonight, just tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, those times can be fun. I mean, there's times where, for the respect, out of respect for the show, you try not to bury the next person. But then there's time like if you're just flowing and everybody gets along really well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you would want I want anybody to do well in front of me. Totally. Because it's like this is a better show. Right. Yeah. It's that makes not, sense. But you then step there's, it up too. Yeah. Like, and sometimes it's, good for you. it's a it's a spiteful thing sometimes where you you wanna bury the person and you wanna make it hard for them. He's like, alright, let's see what you can do. Well and I'm and sure it's yeah, just tracking healthy, yeah. like emotion of the crowd of like they're drinking. They're laughing really hard, so it's and then you know if a new comic comes on then they have to kind of build their own it's this weird kind of roller coaster of like alright I have to build up kind of a drunk not drunk but like feeling good crowd yeah and I have to get them to follow my narrative and then laugh at my jokes and I don't know it'd be a hard yeah kind drunk of people say all the time uh, hosts say all the time you know drink up we want you to be drunk the more you drink the better we are I, I fucking hate that Mm, Actually, I think uh, I forget what other comic said. I was listening to a podcast one time, but that was their point. It was like the more drunk this crowd is, the harder the show is going to be. For sure, I'm just going to have people. I'm going to have to riff a lot more I mean, because people a, are just being there. Yeah, there's a there's a limit too, and like a just like in terms of like when you guys are working, maybe not you two in particular, but any of your employees here are working for tips, right? Mm-hmm. There's a point where somebody's buzzed where they're going to tip very well. And then there's a point where they've had too much where they're going to tip nothing. 
nothing. Just walk out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's it's the same it's the same bell. It's the same yeah. bell curve exactly. Yeah. Like you guys probably had it at a brew fest, you know, where like people are kind of oh, yeah. drunk and you're like, yeah, this is great. And then as soon as people get too shitty, the witching hour, like the last hour oh, yeah. that a two session beer fest has gone on. And people just come up to you like, what's the highest alcohol thing you have? Well, we were at, um, what was it? The Kind of the Christmas festival that was at uh, the Aviation uh, Museum. Oh, the uh, Festivus. Festivus. Yeah. For the so, rest of us. Festivus. Exactly. Yeah. And so I thought I was being like cutesy where we did like our, before Johnny's, our IPA, uh, we did just a straight American IPA is the name of it. And so I just did in like pretty... Easily readable font, America, oh, yeah. American IPA. <laughs> so it starts with an M. Yeah, yeah. People have heard that vernacular. And like, yeah, yeah. As people got drunk, people were like, "Can I get the Mexican IPA?" Are you? Where's an X in that? Like. The two letters start to blend together. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like, what's well, a Mexican IPA? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. It's and I wouldn't corn. believe it unless I was there. Yeah, stop reading, stop caring. Just like, first in the beginning, letter, give it to me. Yeah. Yep. In the beginning, give people are like, oh, M. America. That's yeah. funny. I'll take the America IPA. There's definitely a tipping point with... Uh, it gets sloppy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Did you want to get I wanna, into I want to talk some shit. All but right, before I do, the shit. beers that I have... Had are great. I oh, really, thank you. They're so good. Yeah, uh, they're really yeah. awesome. I wouldn't Appreciate mind another one to be honest with you. But yeah, yeah you want another beer? I'll go grab one. Is that okay? Yeah, what you feel? Uh, I loved the, I loved the first IPA. I mean, the porter was good too. But I mean, I'll always stick to like a uh, more hop forward. Do I? Uh, we have a double. Ten percent. Nah, I'll no. do. Uh, <laughs> it was a single hop. Uh, <laughs> the Johnny's. Johnny. I'll yeah, yeah. Johnny's. can be choosers, huh? <laughs> I'll, I'll do one of those uh, cream ales. Cream ales. Yeah, cool. actually. You know what? I'll do another Goza. The Goza's really good. Goza. Yeah. Goza IPA. On it. Tight. Thank you. Um, we'll wait for you to start talking mad shit. All right. We okay, want, wait. We want the, beers are, the beers are really great. But yeah. So did you have experience with working? It sounds like you've had a lot of experience working with different styles of brewery. But it was it when he asked you to like, hey, I need you to leave Sweden and like come here to do this thing what was the, like what was that i'm not saying like offer in terms of like financials but like why was that so appealing to you because it seems like you're brewing abroad you've only been there for six months it seems like that's a pretty legit situation you got going like why why did you pull the plug on that and want to come back here you know the job started out uh, they they brought me over for three months uh and then it turned into we want you to stay um at, at Neil's Oscar. Forever. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, was, I was actually kind of hoping that, and they kind of were leaving that way. Um, but then I had some other opportunities come up uh, with the uh, with the Brazil thing, and with with Will. Not and, your wife, but the brewery. <laughs> that was a few years later. I've been to Brazil a few times. Uh, yeah, and um, and so uh, all the opportunity. I was uh, I was kind of like the Rolling Stone at that point trying to keep moving yeah um so that's that's kind of what it was it didn't have anything to do with the money or or the opportunity necessarily it was more like okay that's something i haven't done yet 
the start a place. I haven't started a brewery before. Yeah. Have yeah. you had a th- Have you had the idea to if there was like a country that you could start a brewery in, like where that would be? Oh man, maybe Uruguay. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, just because you like the place, or is there a reason that the brewing community like could use something like that? Uh, both actually. I mean, I think that the South American beer scene is is incredible right now. Oh really? Yeah, it's huge. It's coming up. The craft beer scene is. It's the next biggest, I would say. Okay. Um, and uh, Uruguay is an amazing country. I think that they have, you know, they, it's just a great place to live. It's not necessarily like beaches and uh, and rainforest or anything like that. It's really. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Uruguay, but I'm just. Uruguay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah have to be Uruguay. Yeah, real fanatic Slizzard yeah. over here, this Corey. Yeah, we're coming. Yeah. I mean, it's late in the show. <laughs> yeah. And they do have a few breweries, but I don't think they've they, they've kind of caught up to the to the the, the neighbors. Like, but you think South America is like a great spot to do that? Yeah, I really do. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sick. Yep. I I had uh, I mean I've traveled a decent amount, but the Asian market seems to be um, the less it, it doesn't seem to be as progressed as far as like some other countries. Obviously, Europe's very well established. Yeah. Um, I hear a decent amount about what's like South Africa seems to be coming along and obviously you've yeah. got like New Zealand and Australia and shit like that but I didn't know as much about South America but the, like China and Thailand and some of those countries it's still like super far behind I think they're very regulated yeah I'm sure yeah so that they're you know yeah, make this and this is what you do. Yeah, they, like imports are really big there. Like they're bringing yeah. in shit like all the time from American breweries and stuff but yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I've never worked in Asia or been to Asia uh I did try and get a job out there, and I got turned down. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where would it have been? China. Yeah, but like... Beijing. You, oh, in Beijing? Yeah. I mean, at least it was a big city. Wuhan! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an animal meat market. Perfect yeah. timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought me, I don't know why they wanted me there. <laughs> uh, you guys ever had bat before? <laughs> DD, mm, DDB. DDB. It's a yeah. thing. Double dry bat. <laughs> yeah. No oil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but South America it really is. It's a huge market that's coming. That's up. cool, man. You're gonna start seeing a lot of it. I yeah, tight. Yeah, right. All right, cool. see. What do you What do you got? So this is one of our favorite parts of the show, but it's hard to do sometimes when places don't necessarily have a lot to offer in terms of bad reviews. So ah, okay. we a like lot to of the do times that we encounter uh, mostly positive reviews are for newer breweries. The longer okay. you've been around, the easier it is to find people that hate you. <laughs> yeah. However, you guys have been here for a minute and still have a very good review like mostly good reviews we've, we've had some bad ones nice. you have if you can think of anything in yeah, yeah let's do it because <laughs> yeah. i got a story about one of the oh please yeah, yeah that'd be great hopefully it's this one i hope fingers crossed this is from three years ago from somebody who didn't use the real name named hush lives oh really like this really like this place my wife and i stop by every sunday until today did not realize that this is an MC hangout. Got boosted from our table and was told, was good What? One. You don't want to hang out? Yeah. How about I slash your tires? An MC hangout? <laughs> Motorcycle. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Nice place, but I don't tolerate bullies and won't support a business that tolerates that kind of atmosphere. What a fucking nerd. But like I said, <laughs> nice place. Oh, a little bit. I don't tolerate no. bullies. All right. Maybe stand up for yourself. I, so <laughs> says the person that didn't well, use their name on you the did, review. You did respond I did to respond. this one. You yeah. responded to this I one. I did. Yeah. That one. Um, that one pissed me off. I not pissed me <laughs> off. 
I, I literally... You do look like an extra in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah, be completely so honest. much. <laughs> I do ride motorcycles. Yeah, uh, there it is. I don't ride Harleys. I'm not a club We call uh, them person. MCs, actually. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, I'm not a part of a gang. <laughs> Respect uh, the cut. <laughs> <laughs> that literally... Uh, all right, so the funniest part was... Um, that was the first iteration of what we have now, which is our first Thursday motorcycle meetup. Uh, so first Thursday of every month, uh, when it's nice, uh, you know, weather, uh, we have just a motorcycle night. Sure. Uh, where people just kind of come and hang. It's not, we get Italian guys, we get kind of Japanese bikes. We get, you know, <laughs> we get like Ducatis and Moto Guzzi's. We get Kawasaki's, we get Hondas. I wasn't talking about the people. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. they ride. Look at a bunch of Italians. They ride Japanese bikes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so not a lot of Harley thing. guys, <laughs> which is what I meant to say. And so the first time uh, we we kind of looked into our liquor license and we couldn't sell food, but we could give away food. So we did this joke like weenie roast, um, motorcycle best bike challenge. I literally got on eBay, it was like a motocross trophy of a guy on a dirt bike doing a wheelie, and this, like, you know, it was like $10. Yeah, sounds yeah. like uh, your trophy. <laughs> Whoa, and don't said, talk about the Chocolate Puckers trophy like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there will be a trophy given away. And uh, so we gave away a bunch of hot dogs, and, and so a lot of Harley guys, I, I kind of love ish to shit on those guys showed up except the mongols yeah right <laughs> i don't shit on the mongols, mongols and like sons of silence like i don't know yeah yeah please uh, no disrespect but some harley guys with like crazy chromed out custom bikes showed up and we were busy and i just went to a friend of mine and gave him the trophy and i was like give this to whoever you want like yeah. I, I wanted to be you no, know yeah. objective right so he literally goes out and finds the most stock motorcycle and gives it to a, a woman that had been riding for less than a year. Sick. And was just like, <laughs> "That's great. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Your bike is extremely stock. Everyone else is custom. Yeah. It's different. I applaud. And it. that was yeah. the joke. And so these guys came in and they were like, "I've never lost at a you know a, a bike competition and like and literally the line was like, "You see how much chrome's on that bike? Oh no." Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That's not really it's got big what times. we were looking for. And so I think there were some people that were a little upset about losing a $10 yeah. motocross trophy and then took it out on who knows. But they day. complained about it being a motorcycle night. Were they just trying to be in uh, Yeah, they thought it was like a motorcycle club hangout, even mm. though they were just happened to be motorcycles. I think there. what you should do is host a comedy competition <laughs> because the people that lose those get real upset. Yeah, oh, okay. You see how much chrome I put on that joke? <laughs> <laughs> I opened on chrome, I closed on chrome. Nice. nice. All right, I've got one from Untapped. Uh, this is Vivian H. for Norwegian Triple. I don't know if you remember this That's one. That's actually solid beer. All right. 2.25 on Untapped, so not great. And it just says, sweet. Sweet. It's the only descriptor sweet. that was involved. So oh. I don't know if they actually, is this like a 
dude, where's my car situation? Yeah, that, where it's like, sweet dude, dude, sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where somebody just describes it as sweets, which is what a triple is supposed to be. Yeah. And then they give it a 2.25. Perfect. Yeah. I have nothing to say about that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That speaks for itself. What do you, yeah. do you guys have, what kind of relationship do you guys have with Untapped? They're great. Well, um, it, I mean, it's it's Yelp for beers, so you're gonna get some trolls mm-hmm. uh, and people that don't know what they're talking about. And there's yeah. there was a guy that was going around years ago. I don't even know if he hit us, but it was talking about like, you know, we get that I'm at a brewery, but they don't even have a wine list. And it's like, what mm-hmm. the fuck are you talking about? Like, right. And people can give negative reviews for for stuff that's in no way. Uh, Anything we provide or whatever yeah. provide, mm-hmm. yeah. but they're also um, our platform for like our live menu that mm-hmm. you know they they. Oh, so the, that's why you don't want to say anything mean. That's good. Right, they're perfect. They're <laughs> <great>. <laughs> no, there's some no. trolls. There's some terrible people. It's out not there. the platform. Yeah. It's the people. It is. Which is why I'm a big fan of Parlor. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. No, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, Untapped. It's. It's not the perfect platform or anything, no. but they do uh, they do offer the only thing that nobody else can really do, which right now is that live menu. Which yeah, that's can great. Span our our menu here, our website, our square. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but yeah. it's also I think you know when you you do check out a Yelp uh, reviewed restaurant or or whatever, you you gotta know that there are just hateful people out there. Of course. And there's no one's gonna give a five. That's uh, very unfor- rare. Unfortunately, uh, I don't think that's true for most people. I think a lot of people do take that shit into consideration, All right. which sucks. Because I've, yeah, I've suck. been working in a restaurant for a long time, and some of the shit people say is like, "You're definitely a garbage person, and you want your voice heard, and that's it." Yeah, and that's a lot of comics too. Uh, a lot of comics are just garbage people that want their voice heard, and they'll stop at anything to get it heard. Yeah, um, like this next person. Call it B. Oh yeah, that guy's a hateful person. You should check out his other reviews. But yeah, uh, he's a not, known uh, hater. Yeah, regular 100%. hater. Really? Uh, it was a while ago. This is what's the date so on this? Nine nine seventeen. Yeah. Let me lead in. I'm usually a fan of Bandito. Pretty good beer, nice patio, the works. But I love how all of these start out with usually I'm a big fan. Yeah. Where was the yeah, positive yeah. review? There's a person. Then there was a turn, a plot twist, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. But my opinion of them changed today. For my best friend's birthday, I <clears throat> organized a bar crawl down South Broadway. I remember this one. First oh, up, I remember this too. First up, Bandit Oak, 12 p.m. sharp, right first when they were up? supposed to open. Really looked forward to enjoying the Imperial Brown and Cornhole, which I hope is another, <laughs> another beer. Uh, Starts the bar crawl with yeah, an with Imperial Col- Brown. Yeah. <laughs> However, the tone. they weren't open. We waited for 25 minutes and nobody was on site. Really disappointed in the staff. Messed up our whole agenda for the original Urban 14er. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the blame on, the, on my wife on this one, actually. <laughs> Easy That's job. 100% correct. Yeah. She was, uh, she was working the bar for us at the time, and, uh, and she was shopping at Cherry Creek. Okay. And um, got a little held back. Well, she didn't know she was on the on the yeah. uh, schedule, and she's too busy spending all that brewing money you make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and uh, so she didn't show up for a shift. And she's from South America. You know, time's different. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Brazilian time. Yeah, yeah, it's Brazilian time, which is a real thing. Yeah, that is. It's uh, forty minutes. It's like the wax. It's it's a lot well, smoother usually. Yeah. He waited twenty five. Brazilian time is forty minutes. 
and uh, yeah, that's you know. When you find out, you're very excited. Yeah. So. Okay. Poor but guy. I mean, Poor guy. whatever. You also responded to this one. You said we had a good excuse to be late, which is honestly nobody's business. Right. What? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, like, to, if you're going to start a bar crawl, it would be very helpful to let those bars know. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You're planning on bringing 50 people into the establishment? Yeah. You need to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'd be worse if it was COVID times. Yeah, I didn't think about starting the fucking thing with Imperial Brown. That's also like fucking. That's savage as fuck. It's bananas for like a Saturday beer. Two forty-five. I was ready to drink a nine percent beer and throw a sandbag at a piece of plywood at noon. Ruined my life. Fucking ruined it. (laughs) So I was really hoping one of our first negative reviews was a guy who actually still lives in the neighborhood. Um, Adam K. in Holland. Exactly. <laughs> um, and the guy came in. And I used to really, it's one of those, you know, people say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That bullshit. Yeah. Do what you love and you'll take everything very personal, which is mm-hmm. kind of my experience, at least in the beginning. Sure. And so I used to really look at the reviews and respond. And, um, and so a guy gave us a negative review. He was drunk. I talked to the bartender, all this kind of stuff. He comes in like three years later. And I remember, Hell like, yeah. and I was like, "What's going on, John?" And he was like, "Oh, you mean Joe? Because we can, we'll, we'll bring." Him. And he he was with his girlfriend. <laughs> it was uh, John Oliver because I liked the comment. Yeah. And <laughs> the funny part was my girlfriend was at the bar, and him and you know John and his girlfriend walk in, and I was like, "Oh, you gave us a, a two star or one star, and you said you were gonna go <laughs> down Broadway for your beers from now on, but I'm glad you came back." Yeah. And even the girlfriend was like... He's been two blocks away for years. She's like, you know, this is awkward. And I'm like, no, this isn't awkward. He said something. I'm calling him out on it. And he he said... I mean, it's just... The whole like keyboard cowboy... Yeah, you didn't do do anything wrong. So even her saying like, this is awkward, it's like... Yeah, well, you made it like you yeah. made it awkward. It's, like, it's not, yeah, it's not my fault for acknowledging. But it, was, the thing. it wasn't like an aggressive. It was just like, hey, man, you gave us a negative review. Yeah, like, you were mean about I it. I would love to to change your opinion, and you can change that review. You're or, actually yeah. of all the reviews that I read, you were probably the best about being like, this is something I want to apologize. Like, let me make this up to you. Totally, and no you're, one has ever reached out. No, to me. no, no nobody. Yeah, because yeah. people are pieces of shit. Can I read the review that I believe you're talking more. about? Sure, go for it. Uh, because I, and I'm only assuming because you responded with "Hey John" when the uh, user's name is Joe, not John. Oh, was it really? It's just Joe. Joe J O. Oh, okay. Well, Three who's the idiot ago? now? Yeah, it's probably me. <laughs> yeah, that's why you never yeah, yeah. Probably had a couple whiskeys before. <laughs> Calm me down. Yeah, that's the best way to start replying to reviews. <laughs> hey Billy, <laughs> have a bottle of bourbon. I got something to say. Have <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of bourbon, dude. Uh, it says. Two stars. It was okay. I really don't care for the flavor of Chardonnay Barrel on either the Belgian oh, yeah. Blonde that's or Dark Straw. Wow. That's, yeah. that's fucking picky as shit. Just I don't particularly yeah. care no, no, no. for the type Wait of for Chardonnay this. This flavor. Is good. Just something off the interpretation of Bull Styles from Belgium. Maybe some of the other beer is good, but just coming off of a three-week trip to Belgium, oh, yeah. I want to go Different there guy. for this style again. And you say, hey, John, I'm sorry you didn't like our two Belgian offerings. Obviously, nobody can do Belgian beer better than the country that makes it. Uh, yeah. Also, those beers were out of Cabernet barrels, not Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
like <laughs> in the so, nicest way possible yeah, second day. So maybe I don't know. you were expecting something different. <laughs> well, especially because he went out of his way to like call out the barrel style and feel. Oh, yeah. see, at first, I mean, it kind of seems like it's, he's trying to make it a very nuanced review. Right. You know, in terms of like, I'm being very specific here about yeah, what I like, didn't just like. Just off a plane. And then he from didn't. Antwerp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, I need another Belgian beer now. And that's yeah. So of course the plate. You just came from the place. Where did they, they literally call that guy a different name than his name? You, you did. You did. Oh, that's uh, a shame. But that's that's okay. like that's not I'm the same assuming review. that the next review was no, him. Yeah, at, that's a different one though. He went to IHOP and was like, "You call these Belgian waffles? <laughs> <Yeah>. International <laughs> my ass. I've been in Belgium for two weeks." Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got one from one more from Untapped. This is Leah H for the Goza, which Steve is enjoying right now. But I think a different version because this one isn't fruited at all. But uh, not my type of beer. A tad sour. <laughs> Nailed it. Three yes. three stars. Yeah. <laughs> Crushed it. Yeah, I think you nailed. I think you nailed the written review. Yeah. And yeah. then the actual rating didn't correlate with the what it, the beer was supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's hopefully people pick up on that. Chardonnay barrels. Yes. Chardonnay barrels. It was sour, and I wasn't expecting after ordering a sour beer. Yeah. Like, yo. This just becomes like a game for people, though. Like, the the whole game, I mean, that's the reason that the app has been successful as well, is that they've turned it into the gamification where you get badges for how often you review. Totally, yeah. So you don't have, there's no, the thing that sucks is I just hate the disregard for how people use these and how it affects businesses, like small businesses, Agreed. right? Where right, you put like a bad review down for something you don't really like, but that can gauge some people's opinion about whether or not they go to a place or not. Yeah. But you just want a badge. You, know, you just want to level up. Yep. Right. And obviously that person is not familiar with the style. They don't know that that style is, is what they it is. They were clearly looking for a goose. Right. <laughs> yeah. a over it exactly over it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, you don't want to mansplain anything or just explain in general or over explain or be a dick about it. Um, but you want to make it as accessible as possible. And with banded Oak, I get, we've sort of pigeonholed ourselves into barrel aging and, and sort of. Oh, you think so? Cause I mean, I thought you guys made it out like you weren't doing the barrel. Like it wasn't one thing. We try. That's, but like the That's look, challenge, yeah. yeah, the logo first assumption oh yeah it's like okay, oh it's yeah. a barrel yes they only okay. do barrel I did aged. when uh, when we did this when I, I just told Carrie I was like Corey I was like Carrie I was, I was like I think they just do barrel aged stuff but I'm not totally sure right. in a perfect uh, world if money was no object potentially we would um, but the time it takes to be in a barrel and the oh different God, yeah. styles of beer that take barrels well yeah, uh, yeah. it's just not possible totally um, and so that was the, the pipe dream that we first I first kind of came up with and then as we kind of, you know, not everyone wants a barrel age. Um, and that's just is what it is. Right. Um, I just remember uh, when Blackshirt came out, uh, they did all reds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've obviously diversified since then. But, like, if someone walks in the door, I'm like, cool, I drink everything but reds. What do you got? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But then at that point, you just got I guess you just got to be all in. And you're like, we're only something to certain people, or we're just doing it so well that, like, totally. we're going to bend you to our will to a certain degree. Because Black Project's in that boat a little bit, you know, where they totally. 
they're basically on the spontaneous ferment, fermentation train at this point and yep. the barrel aging stuff. So that's that's what they do, but they yep. do it incredibly well. Like the stuff that and they create had, hype amazingly yeah. well. And we yeah, yeah. the stuff that I've had from them, I'm like yeah, this is pretty much on point with anything that I've had from the country of origin. You know, like that you would deem yep. this to be like spontaneous ale or whatever oh, yeah. you want to call it. You know, KC two KC. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. doing something even different. Like, Casey there, came though. from Coors. Yeah, Coors, and he doesn't and, do any lagers, and he doesn't do any of that anymore. Now he's strictly doing his you know barrel projects yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, which is a huge jump for him, I think. You know? Yeah, um, I will say that like in a way, like I wish that like one of my parents was a comedian and could have taught me all this stuff to know about comedy beforehand. Like that's <laughs> that's a huge fucking advantage, and there's yeah. uh, there's a local comic that has that and. It's just going to be so fucking nice to have that knowledge ingrained in you oh, yeah. at a young age. I, don't but on the I mean, I think like Polly Shore, though. I mean, like, you know, his mom ran Comedy Store. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, he was kind of huge at a time, but, like... Just but he's still, dude, I mean, he's still making a killing doing comedy. Like, um, you don't realize it. That's the thing. It's like, and, like, and like he, he realized, and I'm like... Mid to low level comics to get him from the airport to any club that he's working, most of the time, not always. But like the dude is still like making uh, not even off of the the money he made from the movies, like off his stand up alone. I would kill to make that much money yeah, off. Of. Oh, sense. for sure. Just, it's just that name like, in general. But you're also yeah. living like one tough part is you know at a certain point you want to be your own are person. You, are you saying wheezing the juice isn't your style, buddy? <laughs> it like was just so <laughs> pigeonholed. Like I love Badom, son-in-law. Like all those things yeah, were yeah. good in their time, but they just didn't age well like, sure. at all. Yeah, yeah it's not that. That's it. Yeah. But the, the one thing that is got to be hard from being like a brewer like Casey uh, is. They, you're living in the shadow a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you have to live up to the high. Like, yeah, so yeah, I yeah, was totally. kind of let down when I when we went out there, and I was like, "Oh, you don't do loggers? I yeah. feel like you would know so much about that thing that you would do them exceptionally well or whatever." Yeah. And he's made his own, paved his own way, but you've you're kind of always under, living under the shadow, much like the comic that you're referring to, where yeah, yeah. they're no, totally. always kind of living under the shadow of their father. Right. And they're always kind of like trying to live up to that. So yeah, you got the experience, but yeah. I mean, you're kind of you're just oh, you never. It's harder to make a name for yourself, I think, sometimes at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's not so much even the name, making a name. It's literally just to have the knowledge passed down. Yeah, that's that's where I'm coming from. It's like as a worm turns, and you're like, well, it's gonna turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this is gonna something's gonna happen, and you're gonna have to change yours. Yeah, you know, totally. Something. Yeah, about but, this and. Uh, and that well, Casey. So I mean, he worked for AC Golden. Right. The first time I ever talked to Casey, that's all he talked about was like loggers. Like, hey, I want to talk to you about loggers. Let's and talk I about loggers. And it's like, and we were making a hoss at the time. He's like, this is a really good logger. Like, tell me about like. It's like, oh, shit, Casey. I don't know. You know, like here's what we're doing. And and then he told me, uh, you know, how he's you know doing his his projects over at AC Golden. Hoss was a logger. God, I don't remember that. I thought it was a. I thought it was like a porter or some shit. What? Mm, no, it's, it's, a, it's been a long time. Rye logger, yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. Rye, rye logger. Rye logger. Yeah, it's nice. a Marzen. Yeah. Like that. Okay. Yep. And uh, yeah, and and I, I would guarantee you that eighty percent of the projects that Troy Casey worked on at AC Golden, yeah, never saw the light of day. Of course. Yeah. Because that's of course, what unreal. They put out what you know. 
was like the big sale. Yeah. Yeah. But even what he's doing with his sours out there, it's not necessarily a t- traditional lambic or anything. It gets very fruit forward, and yep. it still mostly stays on yeast, which is what I we learned from doing the show is that he is not doing. He's, he has cool ships there, but it's really not a lot of what he's doing is cool ship based. Like that's yep. still. Uh, something that he's trying it's to work towards. Yeah, it's yeah. just, but yeah, the, the the committing to just doing an open fermentation sour program or barrel program or whatever, like yeah, that's you're committing to. It's a, a lot. lot. Yep. Yeah. And you know, do people haven't really mentioned it recently, but like when we kind of price out, you know, our barrel aged stuff, people are like, I'm going to spend ten dollars on a beer, and it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, yeah. like a like lot of TLC like, went into that. Like yeah. this is in a barrel for like eight to ten months. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it's going to cost. Yeah, man. Um, Hard to conceptualize, but yeah, you look at a wine. It's like, well, that's been you know, which especially in a place like Colorado, like come on, that should be pretty par for the course. It hasn't when, like where the beer time. community yeah, is yeah. like. Yes, this is a very developed beer community. People understand that craft beer, certain beers, cost more money. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. Yep. You would think. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, the menu is very self-explanatory. I think there are some places that take advantage of gouging for what they have. Sure. Um, oh, that's and, industry-wide, yeah. Yeah. And if you are, you know, feeling good and you're, you know, three, four beers deep and you're going to buy a couple of drinks for people and then you get that kind of bill, you're like, what? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of a price shock. Um, but, yeah, we try to well I fucking hate it when places don't put the price with the beer yeah that's can we put market biggest... price can we put market price yeah it's there? like lobster yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it varies you know you never know well it should be on the menu you totally. know right like, it should at least be on the fucking menu like how much this beer absolutely costs. Like, right. the ABV the pour size and the price they're saying it's $24 you're like what the fuck yeah, super was, rare it really yeah, bothers you Places don't put the price on the menu. You're like, don't. Weird, yeah. Like, why are you asking? Why are you putting it on me to ask yeah. what the price is? So yeah. I sound like an asshole. It's like, no, I'm just trying to like navigate my way through this menu. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever been to a place. If I you don't. have to ask, it's too much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> ZJ. Yeah, ZJ. You can't afford it. <laughs> right. Well, hey, we're we're really grateful for the time yeah, that you guys have given us. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Absolutely, this has been a blast. It's been super fun. Anytime. Um, yeah, we just love to have like we just love to talk to like local beer people and to see what you guys got going on. So, is there any anything you want to plug? Anything new releases or events you got coming up that you wanna that you want to talk about other than the rotating tap comedy show we'll plan in the future? Maybe do the blonde. <laughs> Yeah, we got some uh, blonde coming out of Stranahan. Stranahan's got another blonde joke to end the show. Yeah. <laughs> a Colorado whiskey. Colorado whiskey barrels. Yes. A blonde in whiskey barrels. Yes. Okay, what's the reasoning behind yeah. that? Uh, it, the blonde is for us, and, and Chris you know, made this beer unbelievably well. It's, it's a light beer that ages unbelievably well. We've done it in Chardonnay. We've done it in Pinot. We've done it in Cabernet. So it's a great base. For great like, base. Whatever you want the barrel to impart. In it just, area. it soaks up color from whatever barrel it's in. And um, we just happened to put it in whiskey for the nice. first time this year. Uh, and, you know, one, another thing that I really love is, is, you know, tasting beer throughout its kind of life. Yeah. And pulling nails and so tasting... Fun room temperature flat beer and it tasting really good yeah where you're like when this is cold and carbonated like this holy is gonna kill me. yeah shit this is gonna be amazing and so yeah this blonde is gonna be 
super good. It's like having a joke do well before it's ready. You're like, yeah. God, this is going to crush you. This is going to destroy me the hardest. Yeah. And then sometimes they bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you get it cold, you get it carved, and that sucks. But. So you've got a whiskey barrel-aged blonde that's coming out. What, when can we expect that to be released? Well, that should be you know, around the spring, early summer. Oh, okay. Long plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna plug. We're gonna. We're thinking about just kind of figuring out how to put it in the bottles. Yeah, okay. Um, we are, uh, like I said, changing up our brew house uh, situation a little yep. bit, and um, so that's kind of stay tuned for more of that. Right. Uh, we'll have more inside seating because we're very lacking kind of yeah slamming here <laughs> um you know we have two tables inside and we're trying to be as safe as possible covid all this kind of stuff of course but um no it'll be good but Summer, people can come here and have a beer right absolutely yeah i mean um we have like i said two tables inside um winter time is catching up with us this weekend so it'll be snowy for a while uh, after this but this will yeah. be it this will be out right after this snap so it'll be warm by the time people oh okay we'll be warming up uh, a little bit by good. the time people are yes nervous. we'll probably have a show stay tuned to insta or facebook because we will do another um if there is you know four or five days of sun we'll have another uh concert outside awesome. yeah yeah for sure cool. right well yeah you know what i want to plug is a uh, flight co brewing company yep has a live rotating tap comedy show this wednesday the 17th correct as well as Oscar Blues and Boulder, the 21st. Also correct. Great we, shows. We, I mean, is it really going to hurt to plug? Shane Torres? Hell no! Yeah, Shane Torres is going to be on both shows. We're pretty stoked to have him yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's so funny. If you yeah. have not heard of Shane Torres, you actually have. Just look him up and you'll see his. Well, I told you the, the Guy Fieri. Yeah, that was the Guy Fieri bit. Yeah. And that's such a good uh, bit, because that was on, like, so on Conan, right? Yeah. Or that he was, like, super known yeah. for it. That was Which amazing. Was a great bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yes, I'm still talking but about this But he's so person. good outside yeah. of that, too. Like, oh, for sure. So that's what he's known funny. for. He's got some of my favorite bits. He's a great guy to yeah. work with. Nice. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're pretty stoked. It's just nice to have some shows on the books because absolutely we were working towards a transition plan from when we were we were doing five monthly shows outdoor um, over the summer. Yeah. And then we were like, all right, we got to shut these down because the weather's changing. And then we were looking for good venues to work with that could potentially host some stuff indoors, you know, with safety compliance and capacity and all that shit. So the fact that we can do that now because everything got shut down completely when we were in the building phase of that um, is really exciting. We're just happy to bring yeah. comedy back. And to bring it back in such a fucking harsh way. And by harsh, I mean, like, cool harsh. Oh, okay. I mean, like... You're so hip. I mean, like, fucking, yeah. <laughs> taking, taking your fucking father's unfiltered cigarette packs and fucking smoking the whole thing. That's yeah, that's cool. fat. That's fat. Fucking <laughs> harsh. Harsh. So check out the website and subscribe to our newsletter for all the updates on shows that we have uh, going on and coming up. We've got a couple other things cooking that we're really stoked about. And uh, we're just, yeah, super grateful to be here. And thank you guys so much. Absolutely. This has been a blast. Thank you guys. Go Chucklepuckers. Solid.